0: State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell.
2: Oh yeah, you hear that sound deep in your ear hole. It's gotta be the SOC Box Pod. What a week in the life of the box. Charlo double pay-per-view this weekend. And boy, do we have one hell of a show. Maybe the last show in SOC Box history. Uh, More on that to come, but uh, we're back. We're back with a bang at your boy, BC. and you know the guy that I do the thing with, okay? You know him.
3: Oh, who's this? Who's this person you're, you're interviewing?
0: I'm sorry. Rafe. I'm Rafe. Oh. I-
2: he is Rafe. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He is a man more excited about all things Charlo for seventy four ninety five than anyone this side of BetYourAss.com. dot com. It is Rafe Bartholomew, sir. Let me lick you up, please, okay? Let me lick you down, like a stamp, okay? Let- whoa, 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 champ. whoa, whoa, champ. whoa hey, champ. yo! Yo, <laughs> hey, okay, yo. no, no, Damn. whack, yeah, okay. Uh, Rafe, I didn't play your theme song there. Welcome in. Um, right. I thought for a minute you were going into Silk. Let me lick you up and down oh, hey, Okay. till you okay.
0: say stop.
2: Are you a freak like me? Uh, is that Anita? We, we, that's Adina. There is
0: no Anita Howard. I'm sure there is in the world, but Adina Howard, you mean? Yes. Yes. She's a freak in the morning and a freak in the evening. Okay. okay. Just
2: like Oscar. Just. Oh yeah. Well, that is true. Uh, just in case um, anyone uh, you know listening to this in the car with your children, I get, I get, I get what's going on here. But there's one thing you got to understand.
4: Now let's be real here. Boxing. It's for grown folks.
2: Right? Thank you, Dwyer. So is this show. Um, look, um, uh, Luke Bartholomew, Rafe Um we're in mid-transition from the SOC to the MK, as we do here at CBS Sports, but uh, uh, people always ask me, what feed should I subscribe to? I'm not really sure how this is going to work out. I think you should probably subscribe to the Morning Combat feed and get ready for that. But this is our victory lap this week on all things ITSO to the C., and uh, Rafe, we got a great show today. Looking back, looking ahead to the Charlos, I got interviews. I know you don't care about them, but I got interviews today on this pod with Charlo opponent Sergey Derevchenko, Jason Banana Rosario. Gonna stop by, okay? You're gonna banana like that. Banana way, banana
0: way, banana banana way. Banana. You know what I'm talking about? Are you down with Are you down with only the strong, Brian?
2: Bro, bitch, bro. Bitch, I'm a savage. Of course I am, okay? Thank you. Thank, thank you.
0: Thank you. Mark DeCascos. Also, him a big up. fan yeah. of
2: Edo G and the Bulldogs. Remember, Be a Father to Your Child? That was important hip hop, okay? That was important. Well, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Well, I'm talking about the film Only the Strong, the Capoeira movie starring no, no, Mark no, DeCascos, no, where they're no. singing Banana Wee. Banana Wee, Banana.
2: Banana, let the rhythm take you over, Rosario. Not El DeBarge. This is not El DeBarge. Uh, here's what I'm saying here, okay? Great show today, or, or, you know, could be, sometimes maybe good, right? Sometimes maybe the SOC. Uh, we got the two interviews, and, you know, you and I, we, we would like to give a, a, a big gift to people to close. Hopefully we'll have time this week to, uh, just smooch, smooch the folks. Give them one more on the way out. All right? Ian? I, I am in Brian, and at the end
0: of the day, I hope we can ask our loyal, wonderful, insane
2: fans: Did you like it? It just it up. Yes, I love it. I love it. Yes, right. I, I would like to kiss. I hope be like, all, I know you love it. I know, <laughs> I would like to kiss all of our listeners on the mouth. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Rafe? I would like to just congratulate them, thank them for being with us on this journey. We will do things on this podcast. Others will not.
0: We make sure you kiss me good with those big lips.
2: Okay, we will do things, right? We will lift Sefer Safari off the ground and hug him, right? That's what we do. Um, seriously, it's a weird time, but have time to say hello and goodbye. And hello again, okay? So get ready for a big gift to people coming from your friends at the SOC. You know me, Brian. I'm always ready to drop a,
0: hi, my boxing fans, <laughs> on, on our listeners.
2: Uh, I've, I've been told I have to kill time. Hi, my boxing fans. I have uh, Excite for a Ukraine fight. is nice. It's good. It's good. Seriously, though, all things seriously, it is a fun time right now. The quarantine is it's either ending or still beginning, but we're starting to get good fights. The Charlos this weekend, jokes aside, there's a six-fight card that matters we got your boy Loma going in there against Teo in the next month. We got uh, some some cruiserweights. Remember when we used to lick them up, right? We, we used to love them back in the day. So um, we're going to get that gas. Well, who is that? Who is that? Uh, Brightis and uh, the other guy.
0: Brightis. Myris Brightis like, of Latvia, the cop. Another, ooh. So many cops in boxing. Tastes like Dorito. Against Uniel. The K.O. Doctor, yes. Dorticos. Oh, yes. I'm ready, brother. I am ready.
2: Are you even um, full masked about uh, the Tartan Tornado against um, Song Yadong this weekend? No.
0: Look, I was an early adopt. You know, look this, this. Let me let me let you in. I think you should know this already. But in case our fans haven't figured it out, I'm a classic front runner in terms of my boxing whims the the fighters that get me full mass so to speak so i was full mass for the tartan tornado back when he was beating miguel vasquez and ivan baranchik now that he's blown up i'm like yeah of course he's good but come on i gotta move on to the next thing i don't know right now i mean right now i'm uh, i'm i'm buffing up a halfie for jaron ennis and our guy Virgil Ortiz Jr. Now yes. they aren't secrets to anyone. They aren't under any radars. If you have a clue what's going on, but they are
2: the truth. Yes. So so is Keith Thurman. No, Errol Spence. Sorry, Errol Spence is the truth as well. All right. uh th- so that's that's what that's the foundation we have laid for you. That's what's going to happen. Um, we will have translators for today's interview, but I know you're going to love both the technician and the banana coming at you. Uh, you're going to get a lot of bugs in your ear hole, Rafe. As we record this. I am coming to you from the damn Mohegan bubble. I have self-swabbed this morning. I have taken the test, right? As as John Pascal once told b right? Take the, te- take the test, right? You know what I'm saying? I was in your ass. I was in your ass, and you was ready to quit, and you was blowing and puffing, and went to your corner like a rag doll, done, defeated, and that. And that's how gangster I am. Um, I took that test this morning. I did ask if they had a rectal option. The guy from uh, Harvard Healthcare not not happy about that. Not happy.
0: No, he that. was like, "Don't joke with me, man. Don't play with yeah, me. Yeah, don't
2: um, don't play with me." People. What else
0: me. was going on? What else? Give give me a report from the bubble on the ground, Brian. Do you realize you've made it into a bubble before almost any other boxing scribe? I think I don't think many people have gotten inside the top rank bubble on the West Coast yet.
2: I'm sure Ioli's been in there. Um, I think Keith Idek has been inside the the Showtime bubble before. I know I saw his name on the list. I don't know if that if if HIPAA laws are preventing me from telling you that Keith Idek had one of his orifices uh violated today in the spirit of the of the uh of the pandemic for this, but he was as well. Great, great from a great website by the way, BoxingScene.com. dot you com. Know?
0: a property of CBS. Absolutely.
2: Uh, so yeah, so um, I don't think there's been many. Many guys, but there's you know there's been a few hard men, and uh, I have to be in this hotel room for 24 hours, so I'm recording with you, and I'm loving it. Okay, I'm I'm in the same underwear. It's like being at home. I'm in the same. Underwear are we going to marathon
0: days. this this joint, Brian? Are we going to stay on the line for the next 20 something uh, hours to, until you reach the end of the tunnel? Yeah,
2: say, like the Save the Children telethon, like on Full House when they had like the Beach Boys on there. That's totally what we should do. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh where's El Biali? Yeah, hopefully did
1: you know <laughs> shoot out his gun. Wow. Hey,
2: did you see our uh, our boy the Egyptian magician? He's uh committed his career now to, to Vegas at the Mayweather gym and he is ripped and he is he's he's working. He's going for it. John Pascal sent him to hell, but he's back, brother.
0: Oh well, that is he look, I never had a issue with um Ahmed El Biali's conditioning, Brian. It was Always just a question of whether he was a good boxer, which if uh, Wash John Pascal prior to rediscovering Ripper Nutrition uh, knocks you out, might mean that uh, it's going to be a challenge.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Uh, We'll see where that goes as well. Um, Did you happen to do you happen to check out the last stand with Brian Custer podcast by any chance?
0: Ryan, I have no room for new podcasts in my life. Uh what's going on there?
2: I did watch Mr. Custer's uh interview with Adrian Broner, the problem. Did you and uh it was actually he he threw the heart he threw the fastball, he threw the high cheese. Uh he he went at it. He gave him the, the questions you would want to see him a, see answered. But the big takeaway was that um A B uh uh AB's still gonna A B. But he's going to come back in January on Showtime. And on that podcast, they sort of circled the rim and said it would be Ivan Redcock. Yin?
0: Circled the rim. That's disgusting. I guess the Redcock fight was supposed to happen before. Didn't Redcock get a fight with Danny Garcia because he didn't get the Broner fight? Why do I need to watch more Redcock? He can't uh, beat John Danny- Molina. Uh,
2: that's true. That's true. Officer John Molina, right?
0: Yeah, he's an officer now, too, Mr. Officer.
2: All right. Well, you know, I'd get, I'm going to get excited for AB at 31 <laughs> to try to come back. Look, Redcock is the right fight. It's a guy he could get into, like, a you know a war. I mean, look, he got into a war with Jesse Vargas. That was a fun fight. I think AB's probably slipped since then, since it's two years since he's been in there. So Redcoch might be the the type of guy that can kind of go life and death with him. But you know what I think he should build to? Hmm. Not selling his name to Thurman or any of those other guys. Yeah, look I would do a washed on wash fight of course with VO or or uh or Birdo, but why not Khan and why not now? Hmm. Hey being Khan, you in on that? Because hey, I
0: I would be in on that. Yeah, both of those guys are not real boxers anymore, and, but they can still they're still young enough to get in a fight. That makes sense to me.
2: I'll I'll spoil it. I'll watch it with you. I'll spoil it. I know we had a couple
5: setbacks, but you stayed down so loyal. Oh yeah.
2: I a bitch, I a oh, yeah. is that
0: that's not actually young thug is it it's just like someone singing in the style of young thug
2: you think I know or care what that guy damn, who, damn, who sang those lyrics? Come on, come on, all right. But whoa. I hear you singing it every other week. Man. Oh, fuck a bitch, Erickson, Lubin. <laughs> uh, We'll get into that. Pretty oh, soon. I don't like to watch an Erickson Lubin. Uh, After we open mouth kiss, all of our listeners. I got time out. This fighter on like conduct, kissing that fighter. You do not kiss a fighter. One point. Kiss a listener, though, okay? We'll, we'll kiss a few of them. Uh, do you kiss your listeners with that mouth, Rave? No, but once
0: in a while, I will strap one on and go toe-to-toe with a listener.
2: Well, I've got some red meat for you. <laughs> All right, enough weirdness. Uh, other in the, uh, in the news, before we, we, we uh, take a break, uh, did you see Teddy Atlas pissing off a lot of boxing folk? by on Saturday night on Twitter by basically sending Showtime boxing to hell and saying that UFC has taken over which isn't necessarily off brand because Teddy has been very UFC centric on his po- podcast these days and oh I by-
0: unsubscribed that's
2: how that's how centric he's gotten and oh by the way um it wasn't like he was wrong in theory but did you see Ray Flo, Ray Flores, coming to the defense of Box on Twitter and sending our guy Teddy to hell? Did you see that?
0: No, I didn't. What did Ray, what did what did Ray what kind of Raygasm did he drop? Unload, so to speak. Yes, I'm, I'm
2: Teddy. Well, let me. I would look hoping to find an audio version if I could. Here, hold on one second. All right, here we go. Here we go. Right ride hawk upstairs. Edward shakes his head as oh! the there's a shot! Candidate oh, oh. for for uh for a loaded shooted gun of the year um he basically was like you're old and bitter you you can't get a job in boxing anymore so you want to turn on your sport i mean he came ham on the great teddy atlas so uh you know uh, i love me some ray Flaw. i'm hoping to run into him in, in the bubble he's here this week as well and uh I do, though. You know, look, you're going to, you're going to send Teddy to hell in public. I do have a message for you. Okay. Tell your family to write their will out. You're in trouble. Okay. All right. All right. You know, the guy, the guy's got a scar from on his, on it that goes from his head to his dong for a reason. Okay. All right. He, I read his book. He, he showed up at Donnie Lalonde's doorstep ready to pull that trigger. All right. Watch yourself. Okay. You're feeling it. Yes. But, uh, hey, I, you know, as a, as a hardcore, well, I've given up my hardcore card a few times. But as a OG box guy, I was like, okay, Ray. Okay, bro. It's, I am mad at you. I got nothing to love for you. Do your thing, bro, right? So, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, I think you're
0: right, Brian, that he better prepare his horse <laughs> for the war if he's coming at Teddy. Yes. And, um, well, look, I looked up the Sugar Ray Flores. Is he called? What's SBR? I don't even know. Look, I looked up his tweet. It says, I respect you, Teddy, but you're just bitter that you no longer have a job in the boxing business. For decades, you made a living and a really good one off the sport of boxing. Now you turn. He's missing a word. Now you turn your back on it. I think he meant what a class act you are. I know times are tough, but go ask Dana for a job. Brian." Can I be honest here? This is bullshit.
2: Whoa! 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 Well, hold on, hold on. We we this is
0: for you know remember you know you know how they say when certain people in politics are speaking for an audience of one, and um, I think this tweet is intended for an audience of one. That being whoever is cutting raised checks. On his uh, announcing fees, wow. whether that's a network or a promoter or whatever.
2: Wow. Good
0: for you know he's whatever he likes to get out there and kind of defend whatever the people he works for. Good for him. He should right that they're paying him. Uh, Teddy probably made more money in the last year than Ray ever has in boxing. Right? Stop I mean, like crap. one Stop it. one payday from. His ESPN job, which still includes boxing, even if he's not on TV regularly, and the training he does, which we can debate whether or not he's the best trainer for certain fighters or whatever, but he's still out there. He's he Enough people consider him an elite trainer that he almost got hired to be Andy Ruiz's new trainer, or at least made it sound like he might have a chance at it. In any you case, in Teddy's kangaroos. eaten well. So... This is I don't consider this tweet factual but I do consider it passionate. I also honestly what the I don't care. I don't care. This these yo every anybody who wants to go attach like a barnacle and make a buck off boxing, go do your thing. Go lie, go whatever, go kiss ass. If you want to if you want to live your life kissing ass all the time, do what you got to do. You think I care about what the freak, that guy that acted that way, that behaved that way,
2: that I care what he thinks of am No. I don't. I, wow, you sent a few people there to hell. Uh, I did. I liked the, I liked the chutzpah out of Rayflow there. I did, um, uh, the, the, the area that I disagreed with is that I actually don't think Teddy's wrong. We all we all know boxing sins. We all you know what I mean We're like boxing is a woman of the night. Right? We all want her to to domesticate herself so we can bring her home to mom. It's not happening, okay? You're right. Everybody- is that what Is that what men
0: want from their women of the night, Brian? I'm not sure. But I do follow you right now. I follow
2: you. Uh, On Twitter? Yeah, thank you. Uh, B Campbell CBS. I follow what
0: you're saying. I I smell what you're cooking. I I hear Jimmy right now. And you're
2: right. Everyone does use this sport from promoter to announcer to, you know, whoever to try to make their buck or make their name. And every once in a while they sprinkle on top of our shit sandwich the smell of that old flavor they used to cook with that first got us hooked. You know what I'm saying? It's still rob it's still an effective robbery, you know what I mean at the end of the day, Rafe? So uh um Teddy's actually not wrong and I and I'm I I tip my cap more to him, but I like the passion out of Rafe.
0: Well look, Teddy I look in the same breath or in the next breath I should say Teddy's doing the same thing. He's just buttering up the next paycheck too, right? He know he sees where the money's going. He sees who's doing well, and I, I bet on some level it disappoints him because he's a man who has literally devoted his life to boxing in a way that most of us have not. Even though even lifelong fans like he has been in it at a deeper level than all of us, and the sport just keep doing the same BS and. It, it, I hope on—I I don't know if I hope, but I perhaps on some level it pains Teddy to have to be sidling up to another sport that he hasn't been a part of his entire life. But you know what? You know, money is a hell of a drug, man, and people will 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 kiss. You know, will will sidle up to whatever for for a paycheck, and maybe that's coming in Teddy's future, or at least he's doing well on his podcast talking about MMA all the time even if he pretends it's just boxing. Judge me. Watch me.
2: Applaud me. I'm great. (laughs) Damn right. right. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. All right. Yeah, that was great. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, you know, why don't we just do this? Why don't we take a um, – well, first, uh, do we have a sponsorship this week? Let me check. I have huge titties. Is his top tipper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, why don't we take a pause for the cause and see if we have jobs on the other side? Um, you're gonna hear from somebody. They're gonna tell you to, to buy something. Buy it, right? Listen to it. Do what you have to do. Hear from Boogs in BC uh, uh, on the other side. Dig it. <laughs> right it's bc it's it's the uh that that american hatchcock rafe bugs still to come dear and banana rosario coming your way but rafe it's um, uh, it's time to celebrate it's been a long time since we rock and rolled with a big fight we got two of them this weekend we got six of them in some ways uh big time boxing whether you think it's worth 74.95 or not is back. Yes, I'll be a part of the festivities this week for Showtime Boxing. Check me out, uh co hosting the Weigh In Stream on Wednesday, the or Friday, I'm sorry, the presser on Wednesday, the halftime show of this double Charlo extravaganza this weekend. But every week I ask you the same question one to ten, flaccid to full. What is your excitement level? Are you at the point? where at least you can understand that we're going to see two really good main event fights here, title fights that will impact the two divisions we're talking about, 154 and middleweight, and could produce two more pound-for-pound contenders at the end of the day and maybe the two faces of their respective divisions. Are you feeling what I'm putting out? Will you let it in?
0: Well, Well, look, Brian, I know that when the Charlo brothers mistake you for Mike Carvinger and thank you for putting them on his pound for pound top 10 list that's a nice moment between you and them between lions and snakes so to speak
2: i, I just find uh, it all incredibly hypocritical
0: perhaps but for me no they, they, i i look i i'm i i will say it right now i think they will both win their fights this weekend and look pretty good doing it because they're very good fighters, I have no intention of moving them into the top ten pound for pound on my meaningless list anytime soon. Because there's a lot of very, very good fighters out there who've proven a lot more than them.
2: Well, Rave, um, don't, don't get Brian.
0: It's still good fights. Let's yo pound for pound is full of more s. Than boxing is in general, so let's forget that. Here's garbage. what I'm saying:
2: if Jermel, these are good ass fights. I am excited for these fights. If Jermel walks in there and KOs Banana and is the is the face of 54, I'm sorry, he may get a one, he may get a pound for pound vote. It is what it is. All right, he'll be up there against he, like Betterbeev.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't. He would not deserve being in 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 that class after the win that Betterbeev had over Vozdik. Who was just look? I'm sorry. Here's my thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be proven wrong. The fight on Saturday could prove me wrong. I don't. I am. I don't believe in banana on that level yet. All right. He beat J Rock. Great win. We don't know what was up with J Rock that weekend. We don't know. I one J Rock himself hadn't been right? Hadn't been looking like he was necessarily ever going to get to a title at 154, except it turned out that Jared Hurd w- was as limited as he has looked at times in his career against him that one night. And I don't, all of these 154 fighters, look, it's a great competitive division. It's fun because it's competitive, but the secret about it is the ceiling is low on this division.
2: On 154? The ceiling? What? What? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alright, Rafe, do you need to cool off? Are you okay, Rafe?
0: I'm fine. I just heard static from you for like 45 seconds.
2: You didn't hear uh, Dwyer?
0: No, I did not hear
2: Richard Dwyer. All right. All right. Do you hear Dwyer now? Crawford has the cojones on him. You heard that, right? Oh, yes, he does. Okay, he does. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Rafe. Let's get back to the show here. So apparently your excitement level is a bit muted. But when you pay your hard-earned cash, hopefully you'll come around. Okay? Hopefully.
0: Brian, like I said, look, I think these are good fights. I think these are it's an extremely strong card up and down i will lick it up and down i will pay 75 dollars up and down i can't wait to see the halftime show hosted by the morning combat crew of the brian campbell and luke thomas but i don't need to to kiss ass beyond that you already got my money
2: okay okay i already know you're the best a u um the uh controversial trainer right of the one who mixed the other bottle the one who made the other hand wraps loaded with plaster of Paris, Panama Lewis reportedly died. I saw Michael Woodsy putting it out there on Facebook and Twitter looking for people with stories to come at him. Um, that was a controversial figure in the sport. You have any memories?
0: I, I, I hadn't. I didn't see that he had died. So I am a little I'm caught off balance here. Um. Yeah, look, he doesn't have a great legacy in the sport, but he this, this is a dirty sport and he's remembered for that reason. I don't,
2: what, do you have some perspective to share on this? No, I don't. It was interesting going on, um, I went on Aaron Snowwell's Facebook page today. I don't know how I got there. You know, he's the former Tyson trainer in the Douglas fight, the, uh, you could hear a rat pissing on cotton in the Tokyo Dome. That guy. That guy from the legendary knights. You know what I mean? And uh, people on his page were coming at him saying, good riddance. You know, Panama's dead. He tried to kill a man. And um, Trainer Snowwell was coming well, back. Well, he did, didn't he? So a couple times, yeah. And Trainer Snowwell was coming back very biblically of thou shalt not uh, wrap the handeth of the plaster of Paris at somebody unless you have uh, uh, wrapped one on your own. Yeah, something like that. So... Uh... So, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm not here to judge Panama Lewis, OK? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rafe, um, Joyce Dubois could be delayed again per uh, Frank Warren. Uh, I'm losing interest by the day. You
0: don't say, Brian. I am. I color me shocked that this might not happen on schedule. What is like? There's something going on in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you into the idea of Jaime Mungia? Uh, going up to 160 and facing Toriano Johnson on October 30th on DAZN?
0: I'm into it because it's part of the remaining, like, three months on the DAZN money. I can't get back, so I'll watch it. But is it a good fight? No. I mean, it's okay. Look, it is kind of a good fight because Munguia kind of hasn't fought anybody in a while and hasn't looked good while not fighting anybody. He hasn't fought a legit uh middleweight yet since he moved to 160. Toriano is a bit long in the tooth, but he's still tough. He's never had a he's never looked bad in the ring. He's always been competitive and shoot, if it would be it would be a lot of fun to watch Toriano Johnson finally get a big win because lord knows he he's one of these guys who's been around forever and and we've always kind of been rooting for him to get one of these wins and two it would upset this fraudulent munguia apple cart that would be a great thing to see
2: there's a lot of fraudulency in this sport Rafe. folks welcome to boxing Shoot at.
0: some of the rooms have shadows in the corners
2: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i think so i think all of them do Rafe. Right? all right all right Uh, boxing is full of shit. Uh, It always has been full of shit. We used to love this game. Thank you. Okay, all right. Uh, Rafe, did you also know that uh, Dana White of Skinhead fame, you remember that guy, right? Yeah, he's an
0: important person in the Skinhead business.
2: He was on the BT Sport video pod thing that that, uh, Ben Davidson is like a co-host of and some other uh, English guy, and he said, look forward to a major boxing announcement this week, which has a lot of people pointing to this two key points, Rafe. One, Connor McGregor of Skinhead Fame. Uh Dana last week said, finally talk to Connor. We have a quote very creative idea for his return. And then as you already know, the great Filipino Senator Manny Pacquiao is signed to Paradigm Sports Auditara, the same management team that reps Connor. Are you getting the feeling that when Dana says I got a major boxing announcement coming, it's going to be Connor Pack.
0: I mean, that makes sense. Uh, it probably is what he's hinting at, although they hint at things like this and then reveal something totally, you know, you get a lot of bait and switch with these hints. So it would also would not surprise me if they, if they point everyone in the direction of McGregor versus Manny and instead make it, Logan Paul versus uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, (laughs) He's not fighting in UFC, right? Maybe Logan Paul versus Kip. Oh, it's his name. Um, CM Punk. Uh,
2: Uh, Yeah, that's uh, like a major announcement for Dana, who's been teasing one for like two years now, and it would have to be Connor versus Manny. I'm still of the belief that that's a horrifically bad idea for Connor. Seriously, like take off the this is bullshit cap for a second. I don't think there's a chance he can get through four rounds against Against still got it, jacked up Cavs Manny, Manny Pac Man, right?
0: Yeah, look, it is a. I, I'm the person who said that Oscar would stop Connor in two. So Connor McGregor ain't lasting much longer against Manny. I guess, again, there the, the there is the slight long shot hope that Connor McGregor, who, we've, who has good timing and is a great striker in MMA, could get, I would say, look, I, I guess there's no such thing as a lucky punch, but he could get lucky. And catch Manny with something that the way that Manny has been caught before and and pull one out of his butthole like that, but other than that, he's getting sent
2: uh I, I, this is gonna sound weird. I'm kind of in on this whole Floyd uh, Floyd against like a 185 pound Logan Paul idea. I'm just like, it's so sure, radical and bullshit that I'm like, you know what? Smear it on my face. Let's do it. Like Um, if if Floyd is going to come back and do something ridiculous like this, at least have some kind of built in disadvantage of a weight. Advantage. And look, it's not an event like it's not going to matter. Do you, what
0: do you he, mean a disadvantage? like saying Floyd versus me or you would be a disadvantage <laughs>
2: because we outweigh him. That's by why like I 100 said pounds each. That's why I said it's not actually going to be a disadvantage. But you get my point. I'd, look, would you rather him fight a, a 20-year-old kickboxer who weighs 122 pounds like he did with tension? Or would you rather him fight a, a guy who everyone hates? Who thinks he can box? Who's closer to two hundred pounds? You you want to see that, right? Um, I don't. That's
0: that's difficult to choose between Floyd versus Tension and <laughs> Floyd versus Logan Paul. I think I'm going to say I'm equally interested in those matchups, Ryan. But the matchup I do want to see, and where I think that Floyd could be beaten, is against
2: a younger Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you say something else? I'll whip your ass in the octagon, bitch. No, no you won't. You you won't do shit, okay? All right. If it was fifty years earlier, there would be no such thing as the octagon, okay? Thank you. Uh, so we'll see where that goes, right there. Um, okay. Shannon Briggs coming out and saying if Roy Jones is having second thoughts, tag me in. I'll fight Tyson. You here for that?
0: Yeah. I'm as look. I kind of would rather. I've been waiting to see our guy Shannon Briggs get a payday, get a fight out of. He's been doing this act for like. More than half a decade now, let's go, champ, give this man a fight i i or or I hope he's getting paid off it somehow,
2: yeah, champ you're gonna need a uh, you're gonna need a couple of pies you need at least one right I'm totally i mean eat like luda to totally <laughs>
0: Germany with pies,
2: yeah, you're gonna need at least one pie can he can this guy eat i mean you know you know what a j said right right
0: everybody's gotta eat, baby, thank
2: you, thank you very much. that was very nice of you, all right, enough meandering here. let's get into this uh this great weekend of fights. And the big one takes place inside this here Mohegan bubble, Uncasville, Connecticut, 7 p.m. Eastern, Saturday night, Showtime pay-per-view. It's Charlo on Charlo violence. Um, two main events, two, three fight cards each. And that first main event, Rafe, it's Jermall Charlo, unbeaten, 30-0, 22-KO. Is going to put that WBC belt at middleweight on the line, Against a man who's been there before, the technician, Sergei Derevinchenko. Split decision loss to Daniel Jacobs. That Look, he was there. He was in that fight. I'm not going to say it was disputed or controversial. He was in that fight after the first round knockdown. It's the one with Gennady where you could kind of flip the coin or say maybe he deserved better when he lost a close unanimous decision. It's the toughest challenge of Jermall's career. We have both agreed on that. What are you thinking on this fight coming in? What are you what are you going to look out for? What are you going to know? I mean, uh, who has the advantage in certain areas? What's on the mind of Bugs on all things mall technician?
0: Well, it is extremely interesting because Jamal Charlo, while looking like a dynamite fighter pretty much throughout his entire career, hasn't been all that tested. His best win is the knockout over J-Rock, which is a very very good win. Other than that, it's kind of a barren wasteland on his resume and he's been and at middleweight it's just been a joke, right? I mean, winning, defending title, getting elevated to champion be, uh, with the WBC because Saul Canelo Alvarez was put franchise champion and then fighting against Brandon Adams, like these these are these are dumb fights um he bought he beat dennis hogan right another dumb fight um but he looks like he looks good man and i think he is good and dervyanchenko is sort of the opposite where you know he we've he hasn't he's only fought what 15 times got a couple losses but he's been in tough several times especially tough with jacobs and Golovkin. but jack Colquet too ain't exactly a slouch uh, and gave him some trouble um, but he's he in his two losses, even in the Golovkin fight, which honestly I had to look back at, uh, and he probably won. He probably deserved to win, except for maybe the that it comes down to look looks like he kind of deserved like a seven five minus the knockdown, so up a point overall on on Golovkin in that. It was a, but he doesn't close well. He he gets he he doesn't start well and he doesn't finish well. He gets real hot in those middle rounds and uh, and looks like he's taken over the fight, but he let Golovkin come back and and finish strong in that fight I thought, and that was enough to give the house fighter the 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 close decision on the scorecards. I wonder what it's going to be like against Jamal Charlo who has some athletic advantages over him, hasn't been in the tough fights. We don't know if that Golovkin fight just took a lot of the starch out of Sergei Derevyanchenko. It took a piece of his soul. It's possible. I mean, you did you see his face after that fight? It was not in good shape. He looked, even though I think there's a strong argument that he won that fight by rounds, he looked like he took the far worse beating.
2: But It was a war. That, it was that, a freaking war. With us, yeah. with one of the hardest punchers in the game, a that's war. also
0: because we probably didn't see the the blood that Triple G pissed after all those body shots.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think so? His, anyway, do you think his bladder looked like like a two like a two liter bottle of Big Red?
0: Just spraying all the walls like the old <laughs> SNL commercial. Yes, um, <laughs> Brian. I guess the interesting question in this fight is going to be if Derevianchenko can get inside, can get f in Charlo get inside Charlo, yeah. and press and pressure him. A, how does Jer- how does Charlo deal with that? And B, can he do enough to 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 beat him there to to and keep the fight there? It's it's close. What do you think?
2: Yeah, this is look. The big intrigue here is is what you said. We haven't seen Jamal at at 60 remotely pushed outside of Korobov, who was able to box him and, and just be a tough out, not not hurt him, not anything like that, but just be a tough out. Be a guy who had a chance to claim it on the scorecards. He could get deep end of the pool pool in here. I just had an ED on the end of that. He could get thrown here in the deep end of the pool. And that's what we want to see. You want to see that about anybody who you are teasing at the idea of eventually throwing a pound-for-pound vote. You can't throw the pound-for-pound vote at him until you really see, unless they're just on a Gennady-like run back in the day of just destroying people and your eye test is just so, you know, you can't, in fact, the eye test, you can't even see because you're so full-masked, it's blocking your vision. We're certainly not there on Jermal, although we respect his unbeaten record, the combination of speed and power that both Charlos have, the the fear fi- i like one of the best th- one of the best parts of the charlos in general and i think jermall has this more than mel is that like fierce hate attitude anger hatred in the ring i mean jermall is a finisher he goes in there not to be your friend he goes in there to at least attempt to take your soul so you want to see what happens when somebody can take your best shots can come back on you and i think the fact that derevenchenko who I don't think we've ever tried to miscast as as this giant knockout puncher. He's not, right? He'll hurt you, but I think it's more of you know he can get inside and he's comfortable inside because his footwork's so good. His technique is so good, and he's uh, a real man in there. He will fight to the to the Jeff Horn death, so to speak. He'll he'll, as Dean Lonigrid would say, he should just harden up, like seriously, bang it full of quarters and then get on with it. He'll bang you with the with the roll of quarters. All right, that's that's how harden up he will get. I want to see what happens. And by the way, we may just find out that a a real challenge raises Jamal's game, Jamal may end up, you know, because dr- you can drop Sergei Dervinchenko. The elites have done it, both in the first round. He may get dropped a couple times, and this fight could be over in the fourth round, and we go, holy shit, Jamal is for real. But I want to see what happens when and if that doesn't happen. I want to see what happens in the middle rounds, like you say, when suddenly Jamal is pushed to a level of exertion that he's never been in before not exertion of a Korobov trying to steal rounds from you, but somebody who's trying to steal your damn soul, and then we see him fight. Then we see whether his speed can adjust against a guy with pretty good speed and pretty good power, but great technique. It is going to be so much fun to find that out. If Jamal goes in there and just absolutely wipes this guy out, yeah, we have to re... uh Recalibrate A, what we think about Jamal, and B, where his place is in this larger middleweight division with an aging Triple G, with a Canelo who we're not even sure will ever fight at 60 again, and, and with a few other names. Uh, it's a lower ceiling, which I think was the point you were trying to make before when it sounded like you were shitting on 54. Were you shitting on 54 before?
0: Yeah, I was I was uh, squatting you. a little bit how, over how, that division. How
2: dare you? Another hot beef injection. Um, <laughs> So I think the most intriguing part of this fight will be if and when the technician can effing get inside on him. Can he make this a fight? Can he go to the body? Can he corner Jamal? Can he take, you know, how, How? I mean, look, look, from your eye test, from what you've seen, is Jamal's punching on the level of a Triple G or a Danny Jacobs?
0: On the level of a Danny Jacobs, I would say yes. I believe it has a chance to be that good. I, in fact, let I me mean, think about it. What good middleweights has Danny Jacobs knocked out, other than unless you? I mean, I guess you could count Peter Quillin, but other than that, what has he done? That what, what what great punching has he done?
2: Wow, wow! Is this a referendum on the uh, on the legacy of Danny Jacobs? Danny Jacobs, you're the boy. <laughs> like, you put it on him, you know. It's Danny's night, I thought here, Rafe. All right? No, no, no. Right. I guess look I uh, I got better Wi Fi he, here, hold he, on, he, Th- than I do at home. Uh his run at sixty cents since beating the cancer uh had been a bunch of no names, Jared Fletcher's, Giovanni Lorenzo's, you know, whatever. He stopped Caleb Truex. he stopped Sergio Mora once by injury, once by real stoppage, and he sent Peter Quillin on ice skates and didn't knock him down but did get the stoppage. Uh you know, that's it decisions with Luis Arias, decision with Sletsky, decision with Derivanchenko. So maybe maybe you're not wrong here. Right. He is but I mean if you if you make a mistake, if you're a B fighter, Jacobs will send you to hell, but we're talking about potential A fighters here.
0: Right. Um and I think there's so I, I do believe there's potential for Jamal Charlo to show that
2: yes, he is
0: a more dominating fighter a more as a higher ceiling at 160 and in general than Danny Jacobs uh did in his absolute prime which I think he's probably out of you can yell at me if you think that he's still in it um but compared to Triple G's power no I mean like you saw like when especially in the say from you know 2012 when Golovkin even against the guys that he was fighting—the Froskas, the the Gabriel Good Boy Rosados, no, the Curtis Stevenses, Noble Hero Ishida—all those guys, all them guys, Macklin. One touch. It took one touch, and they were on the back foot. Like, oh my god! Like, like little Emmanuel Stewards screaming in their ears. Say, Oh, my God. Look at this.
3: Just tell your parents, just hi.
0: Yeah, that was serious power. Those were very, very heavy hands. I don't think that Charlo has that, but he's more explosive. He's faster. He has kind of a more – he has, a, I think, a better chance of landing a shot that an opponent doesn't see coming because of his hand speed, because of some of the uh, the angles that he'll throw shots from such as that uppercut. He's more of a counterpuncher than, certainly more of a counterpuncher than Golovkin was, who was really going to bring on pressure and throw combinations. But once you threw back, this is one of his biggest flaws as a fighter, that Canelo was able to exploit in their fights. Once you throw back, he holds his fire. He'll let you get yours off and then try and shoot back at you instead of throwing with you. So Charlo can surprise and stun and perhaps catch Derevyenchenko with a shot that he doesn't see coming, which we all know uh, the cliche in boxing, those are the ones that knock you out.
2: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, let's go to the interview now, Sergey Derevyenchenko, and we'll react to that. I know what you're thinking. Where, where's the Charlos? I, I, I'm going to be speaking to the Charlos this week for CBS Sports HQ on Thursday. That will be part of our bonus goodbye podcast later this week. Rafe and I kissing. On the mouth, every single one of our listeners. But for now, it is the technician time with with a little bit of uh, help from his wife here, uh, his Russian wife here, uh, the Ukrainian wife, to to help uh, to help on the uh, the translation. It's the technician coming at you right now. Enjoy, (laughs) Sergey. Thank you so much for the time, sir. Uh, This is a massive fight. But be honest with me. Are they selling this fight? as the Charlos only, and not selling this fight enough, as Sergei Derevchenko has a great chance here to be the world champion?
1: uh, he, uh, he, uh It's his problem,
7: Sergei, not so really searching everything in the internet. He just has his preparation and he's not to really worry about promotion.
2: Sergey, what does this fight mean for you at age thirty four to to be in this spot headlining a pay per view? What's at stake for your career?
1: Yeah, I, I feel
3: good um uh, I feel
6: young. uh yeah.
7: he's good condition right now and he's ready he's impressive he's uh he's uh, really experienced uh and uh, he's ready to be world champion
2: How hard is it to deal with the Jacobs fight and the Golovkin fight where you thought you won
1: but the judges disagreed.
6: Hmm. 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 Uh,
7: hmm. the Hmm. Uh, hmm. I Hmm. I Hmm. 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 Uh, show the good box and show and uh, I can do what what I can do I'm not uh, can change the judges score
2: and I just show what I can because the judges scored those fights against you does that change your strategy for Charlo
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: Ну я я об этом не думаю, У брата.
1: Mm-hmm. А эти
6: я, я буду выходить в рынки опять показывать очень хороший бокс. Uh,
7: I'm not so really figure out about and and not so really focus uh, about judges score. Uh, I'm on, always focused on, on a real boxing show on a real fight and I'm always uh, trying to be ready for the next opponent. I'm trying to show the good boxing show. And so uh, it was uh, so sad for me, but uh, it's not a big deal. I, I will be ready in
2: 26th September. You were able to hurt Gennady Golovkin, and nobody hurts Triple G. So do you think Charlo has the chin and toughness to take your shots?
1: Понял. Типа ты думаешь, что у Чарла будет подбородок, типа сильнее, чем Голси? I
3: don't, I don't know. We'll see.
6: <laughs>
3: I don't know. Is yeah, it is. We'll see. It is. Um, this is another boxer. Um, another another style. You know, it is. Uh, interesting. Another age and. Uh, so really uh, this fight is really uh, interesting.
2: Uh tell me about how you were able to get your nickname the technician.
6: Um, uh Andre.
3: Uh, he um, nickname g- gave me and Andre was here. Yeah. Because uh, when I when I started uh, when I started training for United States uh, with Andre and uh, Ge- Andre Gazier and uh, Gary Starks, and um, when I um, uh, when I uh, spar when I uh, move, when I uh, training, and
6: Andre, um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
7: and after this, the Andre uh, gave me this nickname because I was so
2: different from other boxers in a gym. Uh, Tell me about this amateur career. I hear you've defeated uh, Usyk and many other big names. Please uh, uh, share some of those names with me.
1: Yeah,
7: it was a long time ago. (laughs) And, yeah uh, it is a long
3: time ago yeah i'm fight for Usyk, i'm fight for i'm fight with uh, gvozdik and and uh, they
7: a bit and uh,
3: yeah more more people for uh, for ukrainian boxers.
7: just like a uh, team uh, they they was in one team and they fight with each other in the same uh weight category and so uh, it's happened in the past, of course. Sometimes they had some fight in inside
2: the Ukraine. Sergey, what is it about Ukrainian fighters these days? Every time I hear one is going to fight, they win a world title. I mean, we're talking uh, Usyk, we're talking Lomachenko, we're talking Derevanchenko. What the heck's going on in Ukraine? <laughs>
6: Uh,
7: i don't know the ukrainian uh, (laughs) crazy
6: crazy boxer
3: (laughs) Uh,
2: sergey please give me your opinion on Jamal charlo and uh specifically if you think he has enough experience to be able to defeat you
1: У него достаточно опыта, чтобы
6: Да, у него тридцать боев и у него много боев по профессионалам. И я его смотрел бои, да, у него достаточно техники и опыта.
7: Yes, uh, he's enough experience. Uh, I saw a lot of his fights, uh, and he has more than thirty fights uh, in uh, professional boxer career and uh, he's a really good opponent and I respect him and of course I will be ready to fight yes, him I
6: respect him like
7: boxing. I respect him like like a boxer like an athlete because he did a, a great job in his professional career
2: while you have respect for him as a boxer, do you have the same respect for him as a man? Because the Charlos are very brash and aggressive, and many of their opponents tend to, to get in arguments with them.
1: Uh-huh.
7: I don't know him personally, and that's why maybe just like, Part of his show, what he wants to show.
6: Mm-hmm. And, and
7: sometimes when I listen in his interview or some speaking, uh, I don't really like. But it's his it's his opinion and it's his it's his move. I don't know. I I can judge him, but I don't like if he is speaking bad about people.
2: I don't like this. Uh, were you surprised, Sergey, that you were able to walk through such big punchers as Jacobs and Golovkin, and almost be the fresher fighter late in that fight? Did that surprise you at all at your own toughness?
7: Uh, can I can I say one more time?
2: Just yeah, another like, well, word. Did Did yeah. Sergey surprise himself at all with his ability? to take big punches from Jacobs and Golovkin and keep fighting.
1: Like, how did you keep all these... Um, in short, when I got the punches, how you keep them? How did you keep them? them? I
6: yeah, was... Yes, yeah, I was in good physical and the fight. the fight.
7: Uh, whereas uh, those fights uh, I was in a good uh, physical and emotional condition and same thing with this fight Uh, I'm ready to fight Charlo Uh, I'm in a good uh, physical condition, I'm good in mental condition I'm in a good age and experience and uh, I have everything to defeat him
2: Sergey, do you prefer that this fight with Charlo is more of a technical boxing match, or more of a brawl and a fight?
1: Because it's a technical fight,
6: it's a fight. First, it's a technical but then it'll change in the fight.
7: Probably, uh, we can start like a technical boxer, but uh, during the fight everything uh, can can be changed and
6: uh can change I'm uh,
7: if uh if I need to be change uh I I'll do this. If I need to to do uh, fight like in a street I will do this. If I need uh, to show the technical bugs I'm ready to do this also.
2: It uh- depends on situation during the fight. For sure, yes, yes. Uh, why is it so important to win a world title in this fight for you?
6: It's my dream. It's my It's my dream.
7: It's
6: a big deal. I
7: I'm boxing all, all my life, and uh, I was dreaming about this since 10 years old. And of course, uh, when I get this
2: belt, I will be so happy. What is have been, What has been the reaction in Ukraine after your two close defeats?
1: Как в Украине реагировали на то, что ты два раза блокировал очень близко mm-hmm. и не забрал титул?
6: Ну, все мои близкие, мои фанаты и моя семья были по этим расстроены.
7: Like да. Uh, all my friends, all my family uh, and close uh, people uh, they was really sad about this. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody uh, supports me and tell me, you won, you're good, don't worry. Your chance mm-hmm. in the future and everything, everything, uh, everything is, can can be uh, in the future also.
2: Uh, I've called... Just don't worry. <laughs> Sergei, I've called you the best kept secret in boxing. Uh, why do you think it's been such a secret? You have a chance to become a star against Charlo, but why have people sometimes overlooked you? Uh, what do you mean, overlooked? I mean, like they talk more about Charlo than they than they talk about Sergey.
6: Uh, do you think uh
7: just about uh he's American he's speaking english and uh he is more popular in u s a and so uh, that's why from uh this point from uh, from the usa country of course people talking more about charlo for example uh in europe uh, people know more sergey and they're talking about more about sergey it's it depends uh the side where you look in
1: this situation and
6: uh um buqua And
7: also only a few of uh big fights uh he has showed it on a on a big TV show and that's why not everybody know him yet and uh and that's why people know more about Charlo, of course, because he's, uh, he's, he was more, uh, showing in a boxing show, uh, during last five years.
2: Well, here's the important question, Sergey. What are the American fans going to say about the technician after September 26th?
1: Mm-hmm после этого Нет, что... уже
6: говорят, говорят. Mm-hmm. Ну да, я думаю, что Да, это настоящий чемпион.
7: Just uh I want to be a real champion, not paper champion. And after this fight, I hope so I can prove that I'm real champion, not paper champion. And that's, I think, the people should say, and that's more important because uh, the, all the boxers trying to show the uh, show for people, for fans, not for judges.
2: Uh, my, and that's
7: why it's more
2: important. For sure. My last question, Sergey: Do you ever dream about what it will feel like if you defeat Charlo and they put the belt around your waist and say, "And new champion." Sergey Dervinchenko, do you dream about that? What does it feel like when you think about that?
3: Yeah, I'm dream, but uh, when you you say is the new champion uh he has
7: like feeling inside his body and on his um skin, you know it's like uh I don't know how to say it in english uh it's like a small insect. Uh, under your uh, under your skin, you know. You... <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Because uh, I want, I want, is, really want is uh, it is uh, listen for the new champion on the world, the technician. Yeah,
2: I love it, Sergey. Thank yeah. you so much for your time, sir. Best of luck, September 26th. Thank you for your wife for translating. Take care of yourself, sir.
3: Okay, thank you.
2: All right, special thanks to uh both the Derivanchenko's, the uh the dad, uh, the the guy and the uh and the wife, you know. Hey, by the way, I was in the uh covid line today with uh with uh, Brandon Figueroa and uh no sign of Omaira though. All right.
0: Um I'm I'm sorry for you, Brian. Yeah. I I'm, I'm sorry you you did not get that moment.
2: I I saw Brandon. I took his I took his Bell and his sister. All right. Uh so Here's what the technician basically said, Rafe. Okay. I was, I was sort of taken aback in a good way that, like, in this era of, of, you know, belt proliferation, there's titles, there's tattoo on tatays on every, everyone's got a title, right? Here, you want a title? Well, Oprah's giving out titles. Uh, just that pure dream is driving Derevinchenko in this fight. I mean, look, he's 34. The window's not going to be open forever, especially if he has hard fights like he had against Golovkin, like you mentioned, and Jacobson, if this one's a hard one. In some ways, it feels like this is now or never, and to hear that purity out of his voice that, like, I... Been dreaming about this my whole life. This is, you know, this was my way out. I remember being six years old watching Tyson and Foreman and all them on TV. Um, it it, it kind of reminds you, it's touching. Of of you know, boxing is full of shit, but yet it, it it still matters. And you have to believe you're gonna get the very best of what's left. I mean, this is all or nothing here. Third time's the charm, or maybe it's not for Derevchenko. So I think you heard that hunger there. One thing I want to get your take, I asked him was, you know, you got robbed twice by the judges in your eyes. You're not harping on it, but you got, you know, in your eyes, you thought you won both fights. Do you alter your style? Do you change? Do you be more aggressive? Do you do anything differently? He said, basically, Rafe, no. You know, almost like I trust the process. Those fights were what they were. I can't judge the fight for them. They're the judges. I'm just going to do what I do. Is that smart? Is that smart to go back to the well the third time? Whether the judges got it wrong or they just didn't think he put a complete 12-round performance in, do you come in against Charlo with that same mentality you did those other two fights? Well,
0: Brian, how do you think that Derevyanchenko can improve on those performances again, that, that he had against Danny Jacobs and Gennady Golovkin? I mean, he was... He, it's not like he wasn't aggressive. It's not like he didn't go for it against them. It's not like he didn't effing get inside on them and win several rounds against both of those elite fighters. He did. It's just that he got knocked down in the first round of both fights, and he, fin- he didn't finish strong in both of them. And he, he basically left the door open despite having a really good effort in both. And having some claim, even though I don't think he won both, he has enough of a claim to feel the way he does. I don't think that he necessarily like there was a problem with his approach to those fights, Brian. I just think that may if I if anything, Derevinchenko should just be like maybe this time I should try not to get knocked down early, and in the last two rounds. Whatever he's got to do, I know, look, the way he fights, he's very physical. He's up close. He's active. All of these, these, that's part of who he is as a fighter. So maybe it's too easy on our part to say, well, he should save something for later. Make sure he can finish strong. But hope, at least in this fight against Jamal Charlo, if he's still in the fight in the last three rounds, in the championship rounds, rounds 10, 11, 12 he if he's got anything more to give give every last ounce don't get don't let someone close the door on him like happened in those other fights and look let's be honest this is boxing he could put in that kind of performance and still lose because yes. you know what the charlos are still the house fighters
2: you're on right. saturday night you damn But you're damn right what more what more should he do do you think uh, look. I think when you look at this, I, I think you're right. I, I, if I'm him, I'm not gonna take the chance that the judges are gonna appreciate my art, my craft, or that there isn't gonna be one of the three judges who automatically is going one eighteen, one ten for Jamal. I'm sorry, that happens. That's in play in our analysis. That happens in this game. So, I think he has to be looking at, you know, in, in training camp at. I need to put on the most pressure I've ever done. It doesn't have to be reckless pressure, though, because, look, the key for him is to get inside. Jamal's a big puncher. He needs a little bit of room and extension on those shots. Uh The best place for him would be inside. I think he's got to get in that ass. And he's got to do it in an intelligent way, but pressure, body, pressure, stay close, stay tight. Try to put Jamal in a situation that he's never been in before, which is not only a guy who has the, the, you know, the balls to try to stand in there, but has the stamina and the skill combined to, to, you know, swim without getting wet, to quote the great Nazim Richardson. Uh, he's got to look at this like, I've got to break his will. I've got to run out Jermals gas tank. I've got to do that and leave nothing to chance. I fear that there's a little bit of an, uh, an artist in him too much. Like we used to talk about the Cuban fighters, right? The Laras, you know, the Rigos, where it's like, they're too content with, well, I just painted my picture for 12 rounds. If you don't, (laughs) if the judges don't believe or the announcers or the reporters don't like it, well, you don't, you know, you don't know art. You don't know shit about art. So F you. That's not going to get you a world title if that's your dream. The way you're going to get a world title is to, is to expose Jermall as being somebody who looks great against B fighters who's never been in there at this level, at this weight class with a real A fighter. I think you got to look at it as it's not a brawl, but it's, it's a high speed. It's a, it's a, you know, this is, this is high speed chess, man. This is come at it and bring it and try to see what can happen if the other guy gasses. I don't know. You know, you have to put him in spots he's never been in. You're not going to outslug Jermall. I don't think you're going to purely outbox him to a enough of a wide enough gap where you're going to guarantee you're going to get the decision. So you got to try to wear this dude down. That's the game. The game is the game. Omar said that.
0: I, <laughs> I hear you, Brian. Look, but here's the difference between Sergey Dervienchenko as an artiste and the Arislandi Laras, the Guillermo Rigandios, the Cubans who... Sometimes don't get their what they deserve on the scorecards because they're not active enough. I mean, for yes, he is the is the technician and he's a well schooled fighter. He's a former Olympian, all that stuff. But he's very active. He's a he basically his style is educated pressure, right? And he likes to get inside and is very adept at pivoting outside, inside, outside pivots, basically turning on the inside rather than retreating in and out so he can stay within distance and while, while giving enough different angles to keep his defense uh, responsible. And basically what I'm saying is I don't think that his style is not Attractive to, to to judges in the way that some of the pure boxing stylists, the Cuban style, the hit and don't get hit, stink out of fight style. Those guys who get jobbed on scorecards. DerVincheko is in there. He's usually out throwing a lot of his opponents. I I, I have I would need to look at the compu box on the Jacobs fight and the Golovkin fight again. But it's I'm I'm if he didn't out throw one or both of them i doubt there is a vast disparity and if the and then say golovkin did outthrow him he would have outthrown him in jabs not in power punches i'm sure vinchenko threw more power shots with all those body shots he was throwing in that and all of it adds up to he has a friendly style to judges and he just it's just that he's been in close fights where he was the b-side and his performance because of the knockdowns because he hasn't looked like a strong finisher, prevented him from getting the nod on those judges' scorecards. But they were all close, and they were, in the case of the Golovkin fight, he had a chance to win going into those last rounds and the last round. So he he really, I don't think that he needs to change his style. I don't think he needs to step on the gas more. But he does need to get inside. Uh, He does need uh, on Charlo and fight his fight. And the thing I'm excited about in this fight, Brian, is I think he can do that. Because Charlo, we've never seen him deal with a guy who can box, knows how to handle himself, and looks to get inside, right? We've seen him against probably some cavemen when he was a prospect or, or rising the ranks, a young contender. But these were cave—they they weren't operating. I'm probably—I I can't remember if it was Jermell or Jamal. But I remember in Carson seeing— a Charlo fight Hector Muñoz one of these guys who has gun tattoos on his back. Uh and yeah, he's a guy who looks to get inside but he had no chance of ever doing that against A Charlo. And this is what this is the thing. Derivchenko can and I think he will. And he, if Charlo wins this fight, it's going to be because Jamal Charlo is that good and is on a level of a late career.
2: Jamal brother, Jamal Triple G. Yeah, Jamal.
0: Yes, okay. Jamal Charlo. Yes, Jamal. He Jamal. fought Munoz.
2: And I don't know, but you said Jamel. Okay, so if you don't oh, know my about bad. him, if you don't know, I'm who talking. He is, Jam- I'm talking Big Charlo Jamel- right now. Yeah, Big Charlo. Okay, thank you, Lions only. Thank you. Uh, a couple, a couple of times you threw some slander at Danny in there. I didn't like that. What's the deal? Does Danny Jacobs have bad breath or something? Uh here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, he's just trying to touch M's right now. You know it and I know it. Remember when Danny said that thing that got me all excited? You remember that, right? This is a little bit of a sidebar, but I like sidebars. Did, he do, can it, Did he do it, Brian? Did you do it? It don't matter what round. Put him in there and I'll knock him out. If Danny Jacobs It don't matter. it must he must have meant the fifteenth round then. If Danny Jacobs had fought a half speed more aggressive and faster and more urgent, would he have Beaten Canelo by because dece- he was close. Like, look, I scored that. A, I think I scored that a draw, and people laughed at me. And yeah, most how did people that go had, on
0: your Twitter, Brian.
2: Most people had Canelo like 7 5, whatever. Which, look, it's a close fight, okay? Um, I thought Danny deserved like a split decision loss, basically. If he had stepped it up a little bit, would he have won a decision? Could he have stopped Canelo, or would he have been stopped by. Trying to do a little bit too much. Cause that, I look back at that night and I still think that for prime middleweight Canelo, Danny Jacobs was the perfect package of a man outside of Gennady with the intelligence, the power and the jab.
0: Who, who, who pretty much did beat him at least it, once.
2: Right. Uh, you know, the perfect package and, and who else in boxing is going to give you that kind of package to beat him? I still think he could have. He almost did. What, what would have happened if Danny went in there more urgent and said, this is the biggest fight of my life. I'm not leaving anything to chance.
0: He should have done it, right? I mean, we've heard Andre Rozier. He did. Was it you? He told that if, if, if Danny had done exactly what you're saying, he that Andre Rozier, the former trainer of Danny Jacobs, believes that he would have won that night, and he was frustrated and disappointed that it didn't work out that way.
2: Uh, he didn't tell me that, but I agree with him. I do agree with him. So the question here, the big unknown, it is, exists. You got. You have to use the restroom. Do you want me to pause this? Kinda, yeah. All right, why don't why don't we're gonna take a quick break as Rafe Bartholomew uh, uses the restroom. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. All right. Uh, so, look, the great unknown in this fight is whether Jamal is on the level of twenty eighteen Danny Jacobs or last fall's aging Gennady Golovkin. If he is Rafe, if his chin is all that, if his stamina is all that, if he's able to make the kind of adjustments that he hasn't really had to outside of the Korobov fight, then he can win this. He can either win it by stoppage, which, which is in play at any point because he's a real puncher and an athlete, or he can win a decision. If he's not, though... He's going to lose this fight, and that's why I love it so much because you can argue whether Banana is the toughest test for Jermel, but there's no question this is the toughest test for Jamal. We're going to find out what we're supposed to find out unless Fan Man flies in and he ain't allowed in the COVID-free area. So, Rafe, prediction time. What you got?
0: Um, It is. it. It's an interesting fight, Brian. Man, it's tough. I think... I think I just, I, I think, ah, man, I'm struggling, Brian. I'm struggling, but I I think I'm not a true believer in the technician, in Serge, Sergei Derevyenchenko. I think that Charlo, I believe in that. I believe in Jamal Charlo's talent. I wish we uh, had a chance to see it at this level before today, this weekend, but we're going to see it now. And I think he's going to, the Charlos, man. They seem emotional, right? You watch them on social media; they seem like loose cannons. But in the ring, they're pretty cool, and they have chins. They can take sh- they can take a tough shot, and they come back, and they they they, fit, they find ways to win fights. Now we've seen that more with Jermel, who's been in against tougher competition. But I think that Jamal Charlo has that too, and I think that between his talent, his youth, the the Really tough fights that Derevianenko has had that I think have take may have taken something out of him, especially that Triple G fight last year. Um, I, I I'm seeing it as a good test, but the fresher, more talented fighter pulls this one out, and I th- I'm thinking he won't needs help from the judges, but he gets some of that too. So what is feels like a seven five or eight defi- four decision comes in the scorecards as like a 9-3 or 10-2 decision.
4: It's going to be a fight that say you and f- the U Bank, and f- everybody else that's down, Jamal up. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put my life on the line. I hope you tune
6: in.
2: I will be. In fact, I'll be in the building. Uh, you have actually talked me into the idea, and I've been back and forth on this fight for a while, that maybe... Not not necessarily what you're saying that Sergey Derevchenko was never what we built him up to be, but that maybe uh, he had to pour out a little bit of of his prime to get to get to that point in that Golovkin fight, and that was just last fall. If he ain't at a hundred percent of what Sergey Derevchenko can be, and then adding that extra five ten percent that he would need to get over the hump of the judges, if he does commit to that high intelligent pressure style. He's gonna ha- he's gonna ask Jamal to knock him out, and I think Jamal's gonna do it. I actually think this will be the the big winner will be Jamal Charlo of this pay per view. Jamal Charlo is gonna knock out Sergey Derevchenko late, and uh, is gonna be able to at least have that say that I might be the best middleweight in the world, and we would have to redevelop re reevaluate that after the fact. I am ready to do that for big for big Charlo right now.
0: Right on, brother. I mean. Look, the middleweight's a weird division right now because Canelo's still in it. Probably not. Who's gonna move up from 154? Right, will they be as good as Charlo? Even if they do, who? What? What prospect? Right? It's it, it. What? It doesn't really have a lot going for it right now. But shit, if Charlo, if Jamal Charlo can establish himself as the man in that division, which this win probably would do, unless you consider Canelo still a middleweight, then. You know, he, he's eaten every he he's eaten. He gets the big drumstick at every dinner until someone comes along and and challenges that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My favorite food, meat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> double, double kebab. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go over to that second main event. The second of the two that's coming after the morning. Can combat I ask you a question, Brian? Show. Yes, Rafe. What do you got for me?
0: Well, which is the main main event, right? Who does does Jermel coming later?
2: Jermel make coming him... first. Steve. What's that? Jermel comes first, and what do you ask? And
0: Jerm... so does Jermel Charlo fighting in the second main event. Does that make him the true main event of the night, the double main event, I've, or is it Jamal because that's more of the prime time slot? Because the the Jermell Charlo Banana Rosario fight's probably going to come on at two a.m. on the East Coast.
2: Stop that! Stop that crap! First of all, um, His six
0: fights starting at at, at seven p.m. Brian, you tell me.
2: Um, I think it's because Jamal when they flip the coin for that. December 2018 Fox main event, Fox doubleheader. I think it's because Jamal got that one. Now Jermel gets this one. I don't have a fact on that. Obviously, this was done in a secret underground mountain cave in Al Heyman's office in, with a slide rule and a Ouija board. And that's how they figured out who gets to <laughs> underneath go less. the Denver airport. Thank you very much. All right. By the way, I did get uh, drunk last night in Luke Thomas's hotel room, and we had many a conspiracy argument. OK, I'm not going to tell you about which one. All right, but uh, you know, it came down to I'm sorry, I just don't believe that. Uh, we'll stop right there. I'm sorry. All right, we'll stop right there. Uh, there's many conspiracies in boxing, too, Rafe. I don't know if you know that.
0: Right. I do know, man. Right. Boxing is a hood sport. Yeah,
2: it definitely is, you know. Right? If you look at boxing hard enough, you're going to find people with colorful pass. Not just the man with wearing the black boxing gloves. Yep, yep, that man did have a black hat, that is for sure. All right, the second main event is going to be a junior middleweight unification. This is a big deal. Rafe, I want to ask you, I think Jermall Dervinchenko has a slightly better matchup, given uh resume compared to Rosario. Which one do you think is the main event, not from who goes on last or whatever, but which one do you think is the bigger marquee fight? Because you do have the three out of four belt element in the second one.
0: Well, I guess that's for people who care about these belts, which we all know are not all that meaningful. Um, so, no, I'm sticking with Jermall Charlo versus Sergei Dervienchenko as the overall best fight of this card. Now, that doesn't mean that Jermell and Banana Rosario is not also good, but it just – Dervyachenko, I mean, that that's a real test. Also, the excitement of seeing Jermall – facing that level of tests pretty much for the first time, whereas this won't, uh, in my opinion, unless Rosario proves me otherwise, this doesn't, on paper, look like the toughest test of Jermel Charlo's
2: career. It's interesting. I didn't think it was at first. Tony Harrison... And, you know, has a better resume than Rosario, you know, fought very well against Jermel. I think you can make arguments that that was his toughest fight on paper. Maybe the rematch coming in af- after losing. But, you know, going back and watching some tape of Banana Rosario. And by the way, there's not a lot of it. And some of it, you know, he 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 didn't look otherworldly against Jorge Cota when he won by split decision. He didn't look otherworldly.
0: Ain't Coda. This ain't Jorge Cota. This ain't no Jorge Cota.
2: <laughs> he didn't look, you know, otherworldly when he lost to Nathaniel Gallimore either. But there are certain elements of this fight that are very interesting. The fact that I, I don't think it's romantic, you know, when you hear that Jason Rosario has never had a full training camp until the last one ahead of, you know, J. Rock Williams, and then look at what we saw. I don't know, it's romantic. It doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, give this guy a full training camp and he'll be a superstar. But I think there's something to that. And then you mix in the fact, that I don't, he's only 25. Banana's only 25. I don't think he knows how good he can be. And we're going to talk to him right now. He has no freaking fear at all. It's Banana Rosario coming at you. Let's enjoy this first. All right? Enjoy, player. Thank you, gentlemen, for the time. Uh, Banana, my man. Uh, pay-per-view, main event. How you feeling, brother?
5: Bueno, realmente me siento super bien. Eh, me siento super agradecido con Dios he me siento bien emocionado
4: y say actually i i, mean, I, I feel great. i feel very motivated first very grateful to god for the opportunity you know what i mean uh, very motivated ready to go and he actually he even happier for the person there who interviewed
2: him you know what i mean he liked that uh, that that uh, si of you yeah, excellent Love. Love it, love it. Uh, Jason, here's what I think when I look at this fight. I feel like you don't know yet how great you can be. And us as boxing fans, we aren't sure yet. I feel like we didn't know who you were, but then the Coda fight, then the Williams fight, I don't know what your ceiling is as a fighter. Do you feel that same way? Bueno, realmente eh, no
5: me estoy enfocando mucho en lo que es, en en lo que va a pasar. Eh, trato de aprender de los errores del pasado y, y trabajar muy, muy, muy duro en el presente para que, para que mi futuro sea, sea más fácil.
4: You see, the, the,
5: the reality is, actually, he doesn't think much of of, of the
4: of, of the future. You know what I mean? He tried to learn from his past mistakes, get better every day. You know what I mean? Think of what's going uh, ahead, which is the the the, the, the with Charlotte. He's here in the gym learning a day, learning new things every day. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it will be the, the beginning of, uh, of me, you know, uh, this is just, the the year fight. which just the
2: beginning of how far, uh, I'll be able to, to make it, uh, this division is loaded and this fight, you could argue gives the winner control of the entire division. Uh, did he, did, Jason? Did you expect that at only age 25 that you could be in the driver's seat here?
5: Realmente no,
2: no, lo imaginaba.
5: Realmente ahorita, una sorpresa de Dios. He said, actually, you know, I, I never
4: thought in the, the 25 I will be here. You know what I mean? I, I learned from my mistake. I got the opportunity to fight J-Rock at the training camp for the first time because I feel, I, I you know, that what we need to do. And you guys saw, saw the result. You know, I, I, I never imagined it. He's grateful to God for this opportunity. You know what I mean? He's going to take a full advantage to all those opportunities they are opening up to him.
2: Uh, when you get the type of big knockout victory that you had against J-Rock, if people didn't know you, they might think, wow, this guy is a killer, a slugger, a knockout puncher. Uh, is that a correct assumption for the average fan, or 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 do you think more like a pure boxer?
5: Realmente eh, yo lo que sé pelear y y, y mi mayor mi mayor eh, es la fuerza. Pero si tengo que si tengo si me veo en la en la, en la situación de tener que eh, que boxear lo voy a hacer. Pero mi mi gusto y y mi you see uh, what, what, what i know how to do what i like how to
4: do is is fight to 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 go to war and fight but that, that that's what i like what to do that's what i'm more you know recognize myself for 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 my strength my my power he feel if he if 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 a situation where he needs to bust he will be able to boss. But uh, w- what is to him and his mind? I'm a puncher. Uh, I'm strong, and uh, I love to fight. That's what I know. What to do? And, and also, I don't have to require to be, uh, uh, you know, to buzz. If he require, I will buzz. But if he doesn't, we, we're gonna go to war. That's what I like to do.
2: Uh, the Charlo brothers have a reputation as being brash. Uh, sometimes angry, sometimes loud, uh, a lot of things that tends to get them in arguments with their opponents. I'm wondering if Jason looks at Jermel, at, you know, under what what? How does he see him? Does he see him as you know a clown, or see him as 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 a tough guy? Well, realmente, realmente, eh,
5: Charlo, ese es su persona. Eh, realmente no me no me no me interesa. No me interesa su persona, realmente el 26. Eh, él, él, va, o sea, él va a pelear conmigo y solo vamos a estar él y yo. Y no creo que, que, no creo que, que sea bueno gastar la energía hablando. hablar. Si sí, sí, sí va a necesitar mucha energía para el 26. He
4: said, uh, you know, come 26, the, uh, September 26, it be me and him fighting. There will be no talk. There will be no angriness or anything like that. He actually doesn't see Charlo as anyway, or clown, or angry man, or, or tough guy. You know, he sees Charlo as, as a fighter, if he wanted waste his energy, with arguments, and screaming, and angriness, you know what I mean? That his problem. He's saving his energy for September 26th. Coming September 26th, just
2: me and him, there's no talk. There's no anything but me and him inside the ring is it any extra motivation that even though you're coming in with two belts and Charlo just won, this event for Showtime is being built as the Charlo's night. This pay-per-view is all about making the Charlo's stars. Is there any extra motivation to be the spoiler, just like you were against J-Rock?
5: Estoy excitado. Eh, estoy eh, super emocionado. Realmente estoy acostumbrado a esto. Eh, eh, yo vivo para esto, yo yo lo voy a hacer. You know what? I I live for this. I'm I'm used to coming as an underdog as you know my nine my last
4: nine, 10, five, I have come as a underdog. It's no extra pressure for him, it's actually more mo mo motivation for him. You know what I mean? Like like I say, he has always come as an underdog. You know what I mean he doesn't think of that. You know, what I mean, if, they, if he's supposed to lose, nobody, uh, uh, they didn't tell of the script. You know, what I mean, they, 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 they didn't tell me that. So uh, somebody forgot to tell me the script that I'm supposed to lose in this <laughs> fight. Uh, yet I was in, 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 in the last fight. Definitely we're going to be the, the the spoiler because I don't see myself like that. You know, you know what I mean? And uh, this once again, I'm used to it. There's absolutely zero pressure on me because I'm used to it. how come the last nine fights, 895, I come as underdog. And this is just another night where I'm going to showcase my talent.
2: I love it. I love it. Uh, how, has, how have you dealt with uh, being so a celebrity now in the Dominican Republic after such a big victory? I have to imagine that your name, your face is everywhere. Oh, realmente, eso se siente bien, pero realmente eh,
5: el plan es, eh, el plan mío eh, Es eh, sacar a mi familia adelante y, y, y poder y poder vivir como, como, como todos vivir bien y cómodo.
4: He said, you know what I mean? I mean, he, 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 he feels great. You know what I mean? He doesn't put too much mind, mind to that because he's doing this just to make sure he get his family on top and um, and you know, live more comfortable than what he lived. You know what I mean? When when he was a kid, you know that his purpose really. You know what I mean? People just to to become great, you know what I mean, and get his family in a in a in a different level and more comfortable than what he he was raised. You know what I mean? But 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 being a celebrity now in the art, it feels great. Once again, he, I just don't see it like that. I'm still the same humble person that I was before. If not even more humble now. You know what I mean? But I I I I'm, I'm doing this. You know, I do this not for fame, and do this just to get my family on top and have the stuff that he has.
2: Alright, let's talk quickly about the fight uh from the standpoint of what did you learn from watching Jermell in two very close fights with Tony Harrison? Bueno realmente, realmente eh
5: que, que él es un peleador que sea ganable, que él es un gran campeón, es un es un es un gran peleador, pero o sea, demostró que 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 él puede vender, que no es lo que lo que lo que lo que quieren lo que quieren dibujar que él es un peleador, eh, ganable, igual que He said you know what what I learned from
4: from the fight you know what I mean uh, I mean he knows you know Charles is regarded the number one one fifty four pound in the world he earned it you know what I mean uh, he respect that you know what I mean but what he learned from the fight is that he's not invincible like like maybe maybe the promoters trying to make him look. He's not invincible. He's actually, actually beatable. You know what I mean. He's not. He's not invincible. Once again, he's number one spot. You know what I mean. The great fighter. You know what I mean. But a fighter they can lose. You know what I mean. Just like anybody else. You know what I mean. And that's what we, he he really learned from from that fight. That he was not invincible. Like they were trying to play to be before the Harrison fights.
2: Okay. Final question. And I've loved chatting with you. Uh, do you believe Jermell's chin? can be vulnerable if you land the big banana uh, no creo no
5: creo, creo que no creo que no creo que realmente eh lo que traigo son bombas is uh, i i be honest with you know, i really don't think
4: so if i land the big banana i i i mean i, I don't think that he you know anybody can, can can stand to that and come me with two bombs in in, in in my hand on this fight. And I'm going to put it all, all in the line, you know what I mean, for for the big prize, you know. And I'm sure he would do the same, you know what I mean. He called me prepared like never. I called me prepared like never. But if I land the the big banana, I don't think he or anybody can 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 be able to take it.
2: Thank you, Jason. Much love and respect. Can't wait for the fight, sir.
4: Mucho respeto y mucho abono.
2: Thank you very much. It is same, same here, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Alright, special thanks to Chiro, his trainer, for the translation there uh I'm fired up when when a man will tell me when I hit him with the big banana, Jamel is not gonna be able to take it. But Rafe, what I love about this fight is the unknown of how good is Jason Rosario. We don't know that. He don't know that, and Jamel certainly does not know that. I mean Jamel knows when he's talking about himself. Yeah, Yo, you know him this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, So, Rafe, um, Jermel's going to put his BC title on the line against Jason's BA and IBF. That argument that I said before the interview about could this actually be his toughest challenge? I think when you add in the idea that this is a pay-per-view main event and it's actually the main event of the two of them in terms of which one goes on last... The fact that three of the four titles in control of one of boxing's best and deepest divisions. That might all add into this actually end up becoming Jermell Charlo's toughest fight. Because I don't want to get swayed by one interview. I've been swayed before. HBO 24-7 used to sway us. I always tell this story, Rafe. I knew Mayweather was going to knock out Hatton. The the whole lead up to the fight and after it. Except for when I watched the final episode of 24-7. And for 10 minutes I was like... Is Hatton going to win this? Am I just not realizing that Hatton's going to win this? He's not going to win it. But the people just heard that interview with Banana. When I was done doing that interview, I was wondering if he's going to win this fight. If he's going to knock Jermell out. Rafe, I'll tell you one thing. He showed a chin against J-Rock. He showed perseverance and patience to look for his shot. He's got a big banana, bro. Okay? He's got a finisher. He's got an out punch there. He can shoot that gun. You gotta be careful. You don't want to, you don't want to shoot too early. Maybe he, uh, he blew his rod early. You want to keep, you want to blow that thing late. I'm telling you, the stakes, the pressure, the fact that the man across from him could knock him out. This may end up becoming Jermel Charlo's toughest fight of his career. And Jason Rosario is making me want to pick him for the upset here. Do you have any? response you look like you just had a stroke like you you know what are you there Rafe are you even there no you're not there Rafe are you with me did I say something that set you off that badly are you are you with me or what Rafe please please I mean are you here with me or not look at me are you with me look at me are you with me all right Rafe you are with me that was my fault there um I'm talking myself into believing in Jason Rosario. Is that crazy?
0: Um, look, I don't think it's crazy. The man has two belts. Max, look at me. I have two belts. And he just beat J-Rock Williams, a really, really, really good fighter. Beat him clearly. Knocked him out in five rounds. Yes, that's that. take him seriously. I haven't seen enough to be there with you yet. I also haven't interviewed him like you have to get those feels, to have that belief. But is it plausible that a 25-year-old fighter who hasn't been coddled and supported throughout his career hasn't had all the benefits of being a future world champion, a hot prospect, an A-side fighter throughout his career, now that he's made it there and has resources and has the ability to hire the best sparring partners, to use the best training available, to use every bit of science and and experience that he can afford to prepare himself for a fight yes he could reach a new level and prove that whoa we were wrong about this entire division in fact it's no this it, it's, it's Danny's night this is this is bananas division yeah that's possible I haven't seen enough yet to predict it especially against Jermel Jermel excuse me Jermel Charlo who has proven a lot in weight category one, five, four, right, Brian?
2: Yeah, he's proven a real lot. He's proven that he can box. He's proven that he can punch and get you out of there with one mistake. And look, he's proven that he's got a chin. Do you remember any moment that he was in trouble?
0: No. And he has fought John Jackson, who was a big puncher, right? We saw. Him against Andy Lee back in the day. Obviously, Andy Lee had that incredible come-from-behind knockout win. But the power, and we know who his daddy. We love his daddy, Julian Jackson, the Hawk. We know what kind of power runs in that family, and he had a little bit of it. Jamel lost a lot of rounds in that fight, came back, knocked him out. We saw Jamel Charlo against Tony Harrison, who's knocked out some pretty experienced fighters and has good pop. Look, never in trouble there. I mean, Jermel Charlo, no, he, he's he got a chin.
2: We just summed up that I can be romantic on the idea of Banana Rosario not, Rosario not knowing how good he is and he figures it out as, on the go, you know, in the moment. He's in play. He's got nothing to lose, even though he's the guy coming with two belts, right? He's not the house fighter. He's not a household name. In some ways, he could just go out there and bang, just throw the hand, see what happens. But you're right. We have not seen. Look, the only problem we've ever seen from Jermel, in my eyes. He's, he's always been, you know, he doesn't have like an A-B side to him. Like, it's not like he's like not training hard or not, you know, not smart enough or whatever. Like, the only problem was I think there were times he didn't throw enough punches. And I think he learned a hard lesson against Tony Harrison. And you're right. You you can't intelligently predict Rosario here unless maybe you're in the camp. You're Samson Lukowitz, You know something. You feel something. You believe something. Jermel should win this fight. Will he?
0: Look, Jermel is the prudent pick. He's the pick that I have downloaded all the information and this is the most likely outcome. That's why he is, what, a pretty wide favorite, right? He's probably trading in around three to one as a favorite against Jason Rosario in this fight, and that seems like a fair price. Um, but that that's one of the great things about boxing, right? It is a sport where we don't, it's, it can be difficult to evaluate even good resumes and compare them head to head. And and then on top of that, styles do make fights. And Rosario is a big, physical, strong, 154 pounder who's going to come in and look to make a statement. I think it's going to be fun. I still, I, I trust the product on the page here with Jermell Charlo. And I think that he is going to prove that he is the man in this division that I think he already is with another win against Jason Rosario. Decision, um, decision. I, I, I don't know exactly how, I don't know. Look, recently, Jamel Charlo has shown that he has some of that big Charlo power, right? I mean, you look at Erickson Lubin, you look at Charles Hatley, you look at when he is caught up to Tony Harrison, that power exists in both twins in both
2: fists in both twins that's a lot of fists That's what we're going to be saying after the card, because I do believe— So,
0: yeah, if I'm confident enough in Jermell Charlo winning this fight, I should be confident enough in saying that he can win this fight by knockout.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm still really excited, maybe because I'll be in the building, because we finally get guys we like in the Charlo brothers as fighters in matchups where they could lose, where it matters, where Jermel could be the player at 54. Uh, what's that word again? Hey, um, what does
4: it mean, um— when fighting gets you, gets you erect, what does that mean?
0: Means you have a phoner, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It Means you rock hard with emotion, right? You've Trying. got a fight. I, I have a
0: Charlo, I have a Jamel Charlo question with you, please. You are, I consider you something. Not, I wouldn't say a lion tamer, but a, a Charlo whisperer. Okay. You have a. You have a way the, the the Charlo brothers. They send you to hell sometimes, but they also appreciate you.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they and they think I'm my copinger. or how much do they appreciate me. They have a rapport with you, regardless
0: of who they think you are. So, Brian, you've interviewed them several times. You've been on TV with them. You've hosted Kate to Kate with yeah, them. Baby. Um, you 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 were even in the. The basement tape version of Tony Harrison versus Jermell Charlo that we all want to see that has never come out because the fight had to get postponed. But Brian, basically, I'm asking you about Jermell. Like he's been, he seemed very emotional lately, right? I mean, going in on his own twin brother on Instagram Live, and we, look, they're always emotional online. And uh, do you think that there's anything different this time? Do you think that? He's in his own head that he's going to that. There's a chance that Jermel Charlo could mess this up for himself by being over eager, by over by by blowing his load, so to speak. What is is there some some head game issues here?
2: You look. I'll have a better handle, of course, when talking to both of them on Thursday. But from seeing the interviews, I just believe like that's who he is in a way. The the emotion, the 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 grudges, the like. You know, I mean, like J- Jermell's Jermell is wild on the mic. I think that's just who he is. Uh, He's going to win this fight. He's going to be fine. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a fun night. Which Charlo's going to win the night, though, because I've believed in this narrative that, you know, they compete against each other just as much as they compete against everybody else. It's true, right? Like they're jealous of each other. They push each other. Who wins this whole card? Who's the big winner?
0: Ooh, that's interesting, Brian. And you know what? As as fun as it is to put both Charlo's headlining their own distinct pay-per-views on the same single pay-per-view, however that makes sense in your head, as cool as that idea is, it also means that people are going to compare the brothers' performances. It's it's inevitable. I suppose it's inevitable just because they're twin brothers who, you know, are both elite boxers. But in any case, Brian, would you choose the Jamal Charlo getting what could be his first truly elite win since the J-Rock win, second overall, a real statement win, first in the in weight category 160, a- and another reminder that hey, I'm not just taking it easy, beating up Brandon Adamses and getting gift decisions against the husk of Matt Korobov when he's not getting and injuring himself in the ring and all that stuff. No, I'm here to take souls and take names. Um, that, that kind of step up statement. win.
5: (laughs) Korobov's about 38 and a (laughs) drunk.
0: You tell him BJ. Um, but yeah, it, it does. Does Jamal Charlo getting a big step up win arguably against the best opponent of his career? Do it for you? Or is it Jermel really taking over, getting and solidifying that statement that junior middleweight is his division, that he's the best fighter. He owns it. He's got three out of four belts. The other belt doesn't matter. It belongs to a fraud from Brazil. And this is PBC's show. And Jermel Charlo is in the driver's seat. Which is it, bigger to you?
2: It's going to depend, obviously, on, on It's like you know, in the slam dunk contest, which you know I love historically. Slam dunk contest, you got to sell your dunk, right? And I don't mean sell it by have your Spud Webb jersey underneath that you pull out or whatever your Superman cape. I mean the old school way. You do a badass two handed windmill dunk. You get the crowd hype, You sell that. You get the angry mug on your face. You do the Vince Carter point to the ceiling. If Jamal can beat Sergei Derevchenko and then say, uh, Canelo, I want you to be next, my friend, right? And can sell that shit. Or if Jermel can be like, all the belts are mine. Put these, Max. I want three belts all over. Hang one belt on my giant dong. I mean, look, it's gonna be, you know, if somebody can get a knockout, it's gonna be. But if all things end up being equal, it's it's an interesting debate. Um, it depends how. When much we
0: talk is. about selling our dunks, Brian, do we mean like Chris Birdman Anderson? When he said, watch the Birdman fly, and then proceeded to miss like 17 dunk attempts in a row?
2: Yes, I do. <sighs> yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, it's... Or do you mean, bless his soul, Kobe Bryant, who had a great dunk between his legs that we had never seen before in the contest. contest whoa, 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 and then, whoa. Don't read did...
2: history. We'd seen no, it no, no, no. From the R. way R. he did
0: it was different from, from who was it, Harold Miner? J.R. Ryder, brother.
2: Come on. Isaiah Ryder.
0: Isaiah, right? Yeah, the East Bay folk, Excuse me,
2: brother. Come on. Yeah,
0: but it was the way Kobe did it was different. He, Kobe really. did a new version of the between the legs for the <laughs> oh, dunk. I contest.
2: don't want to be smirching piss on the grave of Kobe, but that was one of the worst dunk contests. It was. It led up that, and the Brent Berry one led up to them actually canceling the dunk contest in '98. I don't know if you remember to bring in two ball which was a WNBA player teams up with an NBA player to, like, shoot, play horse, basically. A real can't-miss idea. Uh, I mean, but like, Brian, Kobe won that one, I was, but that was a shit I was going to say Kobe's, Kobe's selling was the worst selling I've ever
0: seen on a winning dunk. Like, he, did, he completed that between-the-legs dunk and did the worst, like... Ice grill to the crowd I've ever
2: seen. Well, it was so unbelievable.
0: It. it was like, get this kid out of here. on
2: Brand though, and he was already hitting Brandy. The girl, the girl was his, right? So, uh yeah, all right. Do you think he got the other one? Do you think he got the uh, who was the other one on the Monica? Yeah, he ain't getting Monica.
0: Monica's pretty cool. I, 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 I and so was Kobe. <sighs> Maybe, maybe.
2: Did Monica ever work in a Colorado spa? Or is it too soon for all this? It's too soon. Might be a little soon for that one. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, Charlo on Charlo action. Let's let's. Say, oh, quickly, because we didn't get to it before. Last week on Showtime, we did see Erickson Lubin get that unanimous decision win over Terrell Gaucher. Uh, you predicted the fight would probably suck. It, it mostly did. But we did learn some things. We learned that Erickson Lubin, you know, has grown into a very good boxer. He was poised, patient, used the jab, went to the body. He also got rocked in round 10 by a big right hand, which is something you said, look out for the whispers that maybe it wasn't just a freak one punch knockout against Jermel. Maybe he don't have that A plus chin. I don't think he has the A plus chin. He has won the mandatory to face the winner of banana Charlo. Would you give him a chance against any of those guys?
0: Yes, I would give him a chance because he, like, as he's demonstrated the last two times out, especially in this last fight Saturday against Terrell Goucher, who is an excellent boxer, who is hard to look good against and may kind of help make this a stinky fight that Lubin can box. And he has a chance to, to outbox anybody, including Jermell Charlo. I don't know if I would choose, pick him to do it, but I would be dumb to say it is impossible. Now. I still think that he didn't answer the questions, right? And I think that it, it looks as if he's, he's been a little bit cautious in his last two fights against Gallimore and against Gaucher. And perhaps that means that the, the concerns, the whispers that we've heard about his chin might be real, or at least that he is wants to fight in a more conservative manner that Sweet. allows him to protect that chin. But has
2: it made him a better boxer? Yes, right.
0: Yes, but can he beat the? Can he win a championship fighting like fair that in a very competitive division?
2: Very, very fair point. The odds would be against that, but I am impressed. And he, look, he's only 24 still, so I am impressed that he's made those type of growths under Kevin Cunningham. He's a very good boxer, and I wouldn't have said that back when he fought. Excuse me, Charlo, the first time in 2017, he was a little bit more of a power puncher, a little bit more of a go-get it type guy. Now he's showing more wrinkles in his game. It was a good win, all things considered, and uh, I just don't—I I don't know. I don't know. You know, we're gonna have to find out right there. Uh, quickly on Boots Ennis, he stole the show for Showtime over the weekend. I know he was fighting, you know, the husk of Abrau, but good lord, Rafe, twenty-six and zero with twenty-four KOs. It's time, right? It's time. It's time. I hope
0: it's time. Look, if I, here's what I think. I, I hope Showtime will do because. At the moment, I believe—and you correct me if I'm wrong Jerron Ennis still is not officially aligned with any of the blue chip promoters/slash content providers in boxing. For really? in terms of PBC, Top Rank, or uh, it's really just those—I don't know, Golden Boy. I don't know Matchroom USA if that even is going to exist into next year. He's, not, he, he's, he's got a smaller promoter. He's come up a different through a different way. And basically what I'm saying is, who cares about all that? Showtime, I know that you guys do a lot of business with PBC and Al Heyman. Let's just presume Jerron Ennis gets there someday and start paying him like he's going to be there and start featuring him like he's going to be there. Showtime, you control the purse strings. It's your money. Put the money up and make great fights. With Jaron Ennis, pay for good opponents to get in there and fight him because he's gonna beat them and he's gonna make a name for himself.
2: He's great. He's he could do the spectacular. He's uh he's really confident. The way he shifts. Yeah, he's, he's shifting. Oh yeah. oh, it's. It's, it's special, man. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, uh, I'd love to get Dwyer on to talk about it. Hey, Dwyer, you're wrong on this one. Blah, 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 right? Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Rafe, let, let's run through before we're here for a few hours, but it's worth it. I'm so excited. This card. Uh, let me hit you up with these with these four undercard bouts underneath the two Charlo bouts. I want to get your thoughts on it. They're both featuring fighters in the 118 and 122 divisions, and they're pretty good matchups. Brandon Figueroa under the Charlo Dervinchenko and that co-main. He's unbeaten and he's going to defend his WBA belt at 1-2-2 against Damian Vasquez. Now, Vasquez is 15-1-1, only 7 KOs. He's like a second cousin or so of Israel Vasquez. You have to think this is set up to make Figueroa look good. Vasquez can go to the body. He's a fighter, right? I mean, it is what it is. But I always get worried about Figueroa because when he goes in there, he, he does Figueroa things, which is square up and let me throw a million punches and let you hit me back. Um... I'm excited about this fight. Figueroa is still just 23, but that draw with Julio Seja last November, I don't know if we should look at that as a positive or a negative.
0: Well, I think ultimately it's a negative. I mean, even Guillermo Rigondeo, whatever, at age 55, managed to get that slightly debatable win over Seja by knocking him down and getting the ref to step in. I still think honestly I think Rigo was going to catch him again with those lefts and knock his ass down and out eventually but he lost rounds in that fight he got Seha put it on him in any case um Figueroa is being protected a little bit we've seen that right they, they haven't made the fight with Stephen Fulton yet even though they're both PBC fighters at 122 I think because they like Figueroa because he's because they like his brother because he seems to be more committed to at least making weight than his brother. Does he pop off the screen as an enormous talent? No, but man, he's a fun TV fighter. The Figueroa family is a fun TV family, if you know what I'm saying. And and like he, he's gonna come and bring action, even if the, even if this is a bit of a showcase, he's gonna throw a million punches. He does not super heavy-handed, so if he does get the stoppage, it'll be because he catches up with the guy and tires him out late. It's just, he's, I don't mind them protecting him a little bit, milking this, so like, like Kownavsky should have, as Dwyer would would say, and and having some fun with this guy, right? You want to play with the bag a little bit. Have a little fun with the bag. This is the Brandon Figueroa experience.
2: Well the good news is that 122 right now is a funded v- division in which PBC and particularly Showtime is putting a lot of interest in as Steve uh, Farhood has said a lot lately for the first time there's you know American names in here Stephen Fulton Jr Angela Leo now you have uh, Figueroa and in the co-main of the second card of this evening we're getting Luis Nery who recently moved up to 122 going in there against another unbeaten
0: <laughs> Well American arguably he moved <laughs> up to it back in <laughs> Japan and got his ass banned for for Sending poor Shinsuke and Yamanaka to
2: hell. This is the uh, like the uh, least level of the four fights in terms of matchmaking. Uh, you know, you have to believe Neri, even though Alameda is unbeaten, he's a lesser name. He admitted this is a step up fight. He's twenty five and zero with thirteen KOs. He's going in there for the vacant WBC Super Bantamweight title against Neri, who's thirty and zero with twenty four. I don't know if you saw that, but Neri did his public workout the other day or his media workout, and he says, "Look, after this fight, I want to go after Figueroa." Good God, how about we get a Figueroa-Neri unification fight? I know other people want next. They're trying to slow build that Fulton-Figueroa fight, but Luis Neri has maybe the best chance of the four non-Charlo fights to be the guy that we're talking about coming out of this fight card. If if we already know the road we're heading toward, that fight would be fireworks.
0: Yeah, look, Neri is a serious talent. We make jo- I think he he deserves the demerits and the, the jokes that we give him about blowing weight the one time against Yamanaka and then testing positive for a, uh, clambuterol like substance in it, it I say that because it wasn't clembuterol, but it was a similar performance enhancer that ha- has a similar effect. You know, he might be eating
7: some of the Canelo meat. So I'm going to yeah, go with apparently. Ryan Garcia.
0: Um, in any case, Nery deserves some demerits for those incidents but at the same time the talent is there and he's a young guy and maybe the answer is just he shouldn't have been trying to fight at weights where that he couldn't make make and be and milk that advantage that size advantage longer than he needed to because he, i think he has the talent and size and the power to be a top fighter at 122 and this is this is a step in the direction of going there and yeah look who cares if Fulton versus Figueroa gets derailed and instead we get Figueroa versus Neri or Fulton versus Neri or Leo versus Neri, Leo versus – Make any combination of those four fun, PBC, fun, extremely good, young PBC fighters. I think make any combination. Who cares?
2: It's I, great stuff. I think Espinosa said in a recent interview that he's looking to make Fulton versus Neri Nary- – Maybe on the uh, the co-main of that Nonito Darnara fight in December or maybe in the co-main of AB's return in January. So that, well, that be will great. be fabulous if he does that.
0: Neri is going to be ready to come back. No, not Neri. That's
2: not Neri. Fulton versus Leo.
0: Oh, OK. Yes. Which is, I've heard that as well. Which is great. You know I what? It, I mean, he's probably building to Fulton versus Neri someday after showtime signs canelo alvarez canelo you are next my friend come to showtime make this pp pay-per-view money and put uh yeah Lover's. put bolton versus Nery in that co-main who's
2: not down Ooh. for that Tom is the label that pays, man. All right, we got John Riel Casamero, your Filipino friend, going to put his WBO 118 title against unbeaten Duke Micah. Do you know a lot about this guy? He's from Accra, Ghana, where all the bangers come from. He's 24-0 with 19 KOs, fights out of Brooklyn, trained by Andre Rozier. The 28-year-old goes by the babyface Terminator. I'll be watching a lot of his fights uh, in my hotel room, probably tonight, to get me a little bit more acquainted with uh, Everyone is saying this is the fight that'll be a war on this undercard out of all the ones. Look, Figueroa, he doesn't know how to do anything but get in a war. But Casimiro, Micah is a great fight, they say. They say. They. Those people.
0: Um, I I don't disagree with that at all, Brian. Casimiro also, he's not quite the, the in the trenches, inside, you know, whatever, grinded out fighter that you see Figueroa. It's a different style, but... You know, he's an aggressive fighter. He's always looking to, to to put the hurt on his opponents and knock them out as he does in many, many cases. And it'll be interesting because he's not, I don't, Casimero is not much of a natural 122 or what he's at 118. 118. He's not even a natural 118. He, what, he won his first title in a rematch against, I'm not rune wrong, at 108 or 112 pounds. So he's climbed up quite a bit. You can see it. On his body at these weights, where he's a little bit softer than the other guys because he's fighting above 115, 112, Hashtag, where he's what a trimmer, beauty,
2: right? Hashtag what a beauty body! Anthony Joshua with yeah. like six seven, six eight, yeah, and he's muscular and he's, he's built like a looks like a freaking goddess, you
0: know? Yeah, ah, mm, I, I could sop that up with a biscuit, Brian. <laughs> yeah, and um, but Casimiro has the experience. He's one. He, he's not going to beat himself. We know this. We've seen it in ten different countries. The man will fight anywhere and win anywhere, unless he comes up against a greater talent or, or bad judges. I mean, he's got like the first the first rude, wrong fight. This guy Casimero. Look, he has been through more dirty fights than. Almost any, I mean, some of the dirtiest fights you'll ever see. R- Runrong doing weird judo throws on him. Then he <laughs> had to go to Argentina and fight Lazarte and win that fight and then have the entire arena throwing crap at him. He was hiding under the ring be- until they could get him out of there with, with, with some of his trainers. That, uh, By the way, revisit that little mini oral history I did on that fight. Chasimero Shant- Lazarte for yes. TheAthletic.com. It's, it's a fun one. We got, we got commentary from the one and only Sean Knucklehead, Knucklehead Sean Givens, as well as the great referee Eddie Claudio from Brooklyn BK, who, who uh, what I loved every time I did any reporting on a boxing melee, such as that one in Argentina, or the one where actually it was our guy Andre Rozier who's going to be in the other corner talking about Curtis Stevens fighting in the Dominican Republic and gunshots firing off after he won that fight. They always say, man, I'm from Brooklyn. Nothing. I ain't scared of nothing. No
2: matter what. <laughs> man, I I I'm a Carmine it. head. All right. But Bar- barbecue, barbecue Bob, Bob. <laughs> Buffalo Bobby coming through that door. Uh, all right. So I'm looking forward to that. By the way, uh, John Riel made uh, Zolani Tete sing the lullaby song. So that was that was interesting last year. He
0: did. And and another weird coincidence. He did it on a punch that looked very much like the sort of what a uh, shovel Half underhand whatever punch That Jermel Charlo Knocked out You know who Erickson Lubin with in 2017 It's a very similar knockout When you put them side to side And now he's Fighting on the same card as Jermel.
2: Yeah when you put those shafts side to side And check out the stiffness He's standing in front of the net with about 8 inches of his shaft in his hand uh the final fight on this undercard is the only non-title fight on this card and it's and it might be the most evenly matched Danny Roman who is fresh off losing his two titles at 118 to uh MJ Murajan uh Akdemalyov uh by split decision his 19 fight win streak snapped in January going to come back against former champ Juan Carlos Payano, now 36 Probably at the end of the road, but this is a pretty good fight. It would get Danny Roman back in the mix at uh, I'm sorry, I said 118. This is 122, correct? Correct. Cool, uh, it, now we're adding Danny Roman into the 122 mix under the PBC banner. If he wins this, this is good shit.
0: Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know if Roman has signed with PBC a co-promotional deal. If he's still with Thompson Boxing, honestly, I don't care. I'm glad that he's on this card. He, it, good job by PBC and Showtime to get him on this card and mix him in there with their already strong group of fighters at 122 pounds. Because Daniel Roman was neck and neck. I mean, that fight with Akhmedaliev could have gone almost either way. He was coming on strong towards the end. Akhmedaliev had the flashier moments. He had the moments, but you could argue that if you had scored Roman's body work, he deserved to win that. I mean, that was a close-ass fight. Between elite 122s. And I I think Roman is still on that level. He will prove that. With I would say a late stoppage. Against Payano. Who unless you're super explosive. Like. Naoya Inoue. You're probably not going to get out. In one round with one shot. But yeah. I mean it's a fun fight. It's a worthy comeback. And then throw Roman right back in the championship mix. Because he wants it. He'll be ready for it. And he deserves it.
2: What a time to be alive. These are great times for one, two, two. States, you know? Now, to paraphrase Charles Dickens, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. Right? Deep. All right. Quickly on the way out here. Do you care? Let's go to the Dan Rayfield Boxing page on Facebook. Wednesday night from L.A., not from the bubble. I thought it was. Oh, wait. I was wrong. Sorry. Ray Flores is in the L.A. PBC bottle at the uh, Microsoft Theater. Not here. Not here with me. Uh it's a Wednesday night F S one card. Nestor Bravo versus Jose Luis Gallegos. Ten rounds lightweights. What the hell are we doing here?
0: I don't even know what that is. what what channel is that on?
2: FS one, bro. What is that? I don't know what that is. All right. Uh Friday. From, shit. Friday from zone from Tijuana. Dan Speaking of the devil is telling us that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. will fight Mario. Abel Caz- Cazares in the main event, light heavyweights, by the way, for the 176 lineal title. And in the co-main, Julio Cesar Chavez, Sr., in a four-round exhibition with Jorge Arce.
0: Wait, didn't they already do the uh, senior versus Arce exhibition and running it back?
2: No, I don't know. Kareem Arce is on the undercard. Is that his son? I don't. I don't get it. But I guess. And, yeah. and, and isn't also
0: um, Luis Castillo uh, or, or uh, Jose Luis yes. Castillo's son on this card? Well,
2: originally it said Junior. Now Dan Rafael just has Jose Luis Castillo in a six-round lightweight <laughs> bout against Eric Robles, which is probably in play at this point as well. That, so uh, finally ready
0: to return from that loss to Ruslan Provodnikov on the Mickey Rourke versus. A- <laughs> Homeless man <laughs>
2: card. Uh no t- Russia. No T V on Friday from Paris, but you may be down for this. I don't know if this is a fishing derby or a heavyweight fight. Tony yoka gonna take on johan, johan! D- Duhal uh, or as or as Dwyer or not Dwyer, as uh, AJ would say.
7: If you watch Povetkin's knockout reel throughout his career,
3: you know, you got like the David Price's, the do uh the Jonathan Duofus's.
2: Mm-hmm. Jonathan Dufus is gonna take on Tony Yoka. You win I'm
0: in anytime the French fisherman is in the ring. Yes, Jonathan Doofus is Good luck against Tony Yoka. Go get that money, player. Uh and look, Tony Yoka is a step up. I'm interested. We haven't seen a lot of him here in the States. He missed a year over some uh some uh, some of that uh some of that canelo meat. So, yeah, yeah I'm interested.
2: All right, Saturday on The Plus from London, Josh Taylor going to put his two titles at 140 on the line, hoping to set up that JCR four-belt showdown when he takes on Song. Kongsong. Uh, who is the, uh, is he, uh, is that a Thailand guy? Uh, it is, I believe, some Thailand guy. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a Cisco's uh, thong song, friend. Uh, that is what it is. I don't care if you care. I know you don't really care. I mean, I, we love Josh Taylor, but come on. I, I I love
0: me some Josh Taylor, but that is a watch it the next day type of Thank fight. Thank you.
2: Also on Saturday from DAZN, Munich. Well, DAZN's got a poo-poo platter this weekend. It is the WBSS final at Cruiserweight Season 2. You nail Yudiel versus Maris uh, Briedes. Uh, we're fired up. We're fired up. Tell me what's going to happen.
0: Oh, man. I Look, first of all, I am so happy that, you know, we we used to love this game. We do know this game, all right? We can call the shots as they're happening. You listen to what we're telling you. But I'm so happy that this game, as it is sending us to hell as a steady podcasting duo, at the same time it gives us one Last cruiser weight bash to cruise with together into the sunset, Brian. And it can't get much better than Myris Briatus and Juniel. Was made the Respect was made the box. Made, the box. I love yeah. Um. What's gonna happen? I. It's tough, man. Dortikos, we've seen lose to Gassiev, and he's he is one dimensional. We know this, right? He's just gonna throw one twos down the pipe at you all night. But they are they are heavy, all right. In Teddy, bring in your Teddy Atlas voice. Those shots are heavy and thick <laughs> and intense, and every every disgusting breathy voice that Teddy says. <laughs> that's Dorticos coming straight at you.
2: It was hot. Yes, yes, it was good. I feel yes. Yes, okay, I can't find it. You'd think I could find, out. Prietis, I find it. Prietis,
0: it's interesting. He obviously he moves better. He has nice lateral movement. He's getting older, but he, he hasn't appeared to slow down yet. The Glowatsky fight is kind of impossible to. Truly evaluate because it got so jacked up by Robert Byrd that we don't really know honestly how it might have played out. But oh, I don't, I, I, I this is a 50 50 fight to me, Brian. I know that briatus is favored because he's looks like the more dynamic fighter. But shoot, if he can't hurt Dorticos, if he can't get inside, and Dorticos, although he did get stopped in the 12th round. Of that Garcia fight, boy, did he take some shots! I mean, he has got a chin on of his own. I, I man, this is this is I couldn't think of a better cruiserweight fight or a more fun cruiserweight fight to kind of you know ride off into the sunset
2: with. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. I hope it's during the during the day on Saturday. I hope it is. Before. It will
0: be. I mean, it's happening in Germany, so they're like seven hours, six seven hours ahead of the of the East All Coast. Right. You'll be good. All
2: right. Also on Saturday from uh, Corona, California. Uh, Corona, good God! Uh, yeah, they want to change that name. Too. Thompsonboxing.com, and also on their Facebook or YouTube streams. Louis Lopez versus Saul Bustos, eight rounds, welterweights. I think you probably get a Dougie Fisher on the call, right?
0: Probably, but who cares?
2: Maybe a Jessica uh, Rosales, maybe.
0: I would imagine. <laughs> hey
2: now, hey now,
0: come on. Let's <laughs> Let's have some I some hit, some respect and dignity on I this hit the podcast. Wrong button. I think Stevenson is someone you need to look at. Hard.
2: Hard. <laughs> Saturday from Denmark, uh, Dina Thorsland is going to defend her WBO G- women's junior featherweight title against Nina Redmanovich, you don't care about that but philippe well, i
0: Ur- do care which one of them gets to go home with denmark's finest ulrich anderson
2: oh, hey all right uh the co-main Phil- did exist philip ergovich versus Alexandre cartogia eight rounds heavyweights hey will 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 uh where our guy ulrich be there
0: It's possible we got to send him an email. He is uh, the number one boxing writer in Denmark, according to us.
2: Or maybe the only boxing writer in Denmark. All right. Hey, that's the show for this week. Uh, You know, we we try to give you a big gift, okay? Thank you for being in our lives. We're going to come back again this week. I got some Charlo interviews you're going to want to hear, a little bit of a bonus. Uh, Rafe is going to open mouth kiss all of our listeners one by one, okay? You in on that?
0: Oh, shoot. I was born ready.
2: If my lip reading is correct, you <laughs> called him a bitch. All right. Uh, that's it, Rafe. That's the show. Uh, uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, follow us. Follow us to hell. I don't know where are we go with this. Uh, uh, check out the work this week, okay? CBS Sports HQ, uh, the Morning Combat crew, the uh, Showtime boxing streams Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Pay the money. Watch the halftime show. Thank you for your service. Rafe, can we find you anywhere? You got a set coming up at the uh, Laugh Factory or anything?
0: um no uh, my my stand-up career is on hold during the pandemic but brian uh certainly at youbetyourass.com i will be writing all week as well as uh the the books you can always read the books McSorley's, mccriegel and me my dad uh pacific rims basketball in the philippines basketball a uh horror story we do it all here.
2: Prepare your horse for the battle to come. At Rafe Books. That should be uh, your, your handle. Why don't you become a full-time can't, book writer? Can't
0: change Rafe Books, man. That's, that, I've been, that's been with me since
2: high school. Since since the Carmine days?
0: Basically as old, yeah. It has a similar emotional uh, appeal to me.
2: Okay, okay. Thank you, Rafe. Thank you. Uh, special thanks to Rafe Books. Thank you, as always, Rafe. Uh, thank you, man. Thank, thank you, thank you for getting the score. Line. Thank you. We're out.